Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Point 99 podcast. This episode is the final episode of what has been an amazing first season for the show, but it'll also be a springboard going into the short break to prepare for what we hope and expect will be an even wilder season too. But let's get stuck into what I fully expect to be a monster season finale. For new listeners to the podcast, firstly, where have you been? Secondly, you might be asking what the Point 99 podcast is. Well, we're a running podcast for runners by runners. For anyone who might just be kicking off their running journey, we hope to have topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. Or for the seasoned runners amongst you, maybe some stories that will have you empathizing with our experiences. Whether it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories, or heartstring pulling moments. Hopefully you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation, and positivity. And maybe, just maybe, have a laugh along the way. Episode 10, however, is as already mentioned, a super special episode, and not just because it's the finale. It's also not only because it's the episode where everyone can bask in the majestic audio of the dawning of the Steve Triumvirate, where two become three. We have much more to add into the mix, which you'll all have to stick with us for as we launch a mega giveaway. The prize package up for grabs not only includes an entry to a massive event on our sporting calendar, but also a prize package inclusive of amazing products from our friends over at Runner and Trainer Armour, totaling in an excess of £100. But before we can herald in the coming of the third Steve and announce how you can enter our amazing prize giveaway, I first have to introduce my ever jolly and capable right-hand Steve. It is, of course, the River Thames' very own bearded equivalent of the Loch Ness Monster, the ever-awesome and equally legendary Runner Man Steve. You got there. I got there. I don't know how many times I had to do that one. I lost count. I was literally listening along to that thinking, this is like a blooper reel. But you got there in the end, you persisted. Mm. I got to really got to that was just a bit of a tongue twister and i couldn't read my own writing all right joe what i was like you just you you keep going but keep going (laughs) (laughs) i think every intro as the season's gone on has got more and more elaborate from just the base stock one that was easy to regurgitate to now i'm writing a a a short story mixing it up making more work for yourself by mixing it up (laughs) (laughs) anyway you you're all good buddy um yeah i mean obviously for those who follow my socials uh you'll know that i've broken my little toe running around the flat with my daughter um ridiculous because i broke it on a crock <laughs> <laughs> i got crocs by a crock the same the very same crock that i've been absolutely ripping the you know what's out of and it said no worries no worries. It's getting his own it. back. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to just put a disclaimer out there. It is not my croc. If I had my way, I wouldn't talk to anyone that owns a croc or with <laughs> a croc, um, which makes it equally as worse because I've spent the entire time any croc gets ripped apart and it's what's taken me out of running for four to six weeks. 
Um, <laughs> which is really annoying. This last week I'm not running. It's felt like a month. I've been trying to tell myself, you, it's okay to take a week off. You won't lose fitness. And I was thinking, yeah, but I'd already had two weeks off after marathon. So where is the fitness? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 12 days, they say, but it's, it's maybe not going to do any harm. It was pretty full on with, before London Marathon. So having yeah. a couple of months off is not going to do you too much harm. And you'll come back stronger from it. Yeah, no, but I'll, I'll be from Monday. I'll be back in the um, back in the gym, do some, you know, some bike work. Uh, cross trainer um so i can still do things to keep the fitness there yeah it's just then you know my physio did say to me do try and go swimming though because if you do all bike your hips are not going to thank you for it only when you get back to running again honestly i tell you we went away um after the last episode came out Myself and the wife went away for a night to a place called Pitlochery, which is in the middle of the, the Cairngorm National Park, then towards Perth. Um, having a swimming pool at the hotel, I don't know how long it's been since I've had a proper, proper swim. And it was so nice, so good on the legs. And having carried that injury worry, the, the what was the, the ITB that went to the, then is it a knee to turn out? It was the calf. It was so nice just to get a little bit of aqua therapy and just like kick out and just get back to my old swimming club days. Yeah, so the only thing the only thing I've got to do is go to a pool where I'm the one I sort of know I can stand up in the middle because I can't tread water. I'm like 35 and I can't tread water. Um, <laughs> uh, people look at me like you can't swim. I was like, I had a fear. Okay, you know, <laughs> well, it's quite um, common. It's, I would say it's more common than not uh, for people that that, that can't swim, and yeah. it's it's totally yeah. okay to not be able to swim. It's not as if we're um, it's not as if we're out there all the time. It's less, co- it's less, less common no, for people to go no, swimming. It, it, it is, it is, and I think it's more so when you have a parent that carries that sort of fear, and then that parent, you know, you won't be as exposed to to swimming because of the fear from the parent. So mm-hmm. it's something that I was trying to work on before my daughter was born, and then it just went to the wayside. Um, but if I wanted to be going to swimming, I've got sort of pull up the big boy pants again and, and try to try and swim properly that's, um, but, that's potentially a good little method especially with with what you were saying last episode where she's got an interest in getting into she, she's mentioned about what wanting to run with you and do fitness yeah, and stuff yeah if, if she's doing swimming lessons you can do swimming lessons it's 100 you can learn together and that could be that could be a really nice father-daughter thing to do yeah, and I've now I've now added to my bucket list of life is to to hopefully one day run a marathon with my daughter. Yeah. That being said, though, by the time if she's like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, uh, I'll be in like into me fifties, so which would absolutely rinse me. <laughs> Here, on, honestly, I mean, we're going to get into how Sunday went, but there was a, a Belgian father and daughter uh, at the uh, Edinburgh Marathon in our pen. And yeah, he must have been in his fifties, and they they stuck together. They had a great time. Yeah, well, it's either going to be youth uh, youth beats age or experience beats youth. So one or two is going to happen. By then, you beat you by then. By then, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> so your your oh. running week's been pretty pretty low then, because obviously broken toe. Um, especially being your your main balancer it's limited limited your activity yeah it's it, i'm i'm able to walk on my foot 
a lot easier, but it's sort of there and I can feel it. I know it would be, I could probably go for a, a plod, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be the wisest thing. No, um, you're just going to so, make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to make any sort of gain out of it. You make it worse. I could be out for months rather than weeks. So it is what it is. These things happen. It could be worse. It could be broken foot. It could be six months. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. But, you know, I went to track and core, um, met up with those, knowing that I weren't going to be running, but they had, you know, it w- will allude to in um, in our interview with our guest, but they were doing bits and pieces and it was a very chilled vibe. I'll be going back again tomorrow. Um, just getting to know everyone, getting to know the community. We're not injured alone. Happy day. It could be worse. Happy days. Yeah. No, there's other people in, going to be carrying injuries, going to the socials. And, um, yeah, yeah, they do. As, they as do. I didn't cover... realise it. Well, that's it. We, we cover it in the interview, so it's yeah. something to look forward to for listeners. It's, it, it is well worth. Um, we had a great time talking to our guest, um, Steve runs LDM. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm a lot quieter. You'll notice uh, any most most of our yeah. regular listeners will notice I'm a lot quieter in this one. But I just I, I could have just got a nice warm cup of tea and just sat and listened to his story, and he's got a lot more to share with us. A lot more. He's he's got a lot to share um and i'm sure that people are going to enjoy enjoy the um the chat we had i felt you know uh, very easy in leading the conversation having that just it's like we was just chatting on the phone it, we, were, we literally was chatting on the phone but it didn't feel like we was recording if that makes sense so i think yeah. you people will find that that it just it flowed pretty well so i hope you all enjoyed it I think uh, most most of the listeners are followers of mine, uh, either through yourself or myself now, so they know I've had a pretty big weekend just gone by. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. We covered it in last episode with Ryan. Um, but Edinburgh Marathon, after injury concern, signing up with only seven weeks to go, doing three weeks of structured training then having injury concern to having to drop down to a abysmal amount of of, of training well uh, training my friend and and really limiting long distance running trying to save the legs as much as possible turning out that it was something fairly simple and insignificant in a way but still nursing it i was super paranoid going in to to sunday like every day last week i was like like, I think I'm going to really do myself a mischief here. Like you said, yourself, get into it too early, and yourself be out. And I thought, well, what's going to happen here? So I'm going to go along. It's going to actually be a proper injury. I'm going to put myself out for six weeks. And given that with Amsterdam training, having to start in six weeks' time for a 16-week training block, I could I could potentially be putting myself up for failure for a start and, and really starting off my Amsterdam push for the PB on the wrong foot but um it actually went really well um there's gonna be there's gonna be a few moments here where a few people are gonna be like it's a bit it's a bit too much information but um yeah the weekend as a whole it was it was great we, we met up with a couple of the who dropped the debris team the geese and elodie who i was running with i was going to be pacing we met up with them for the night before and Alex, I'm going to shout Alex out. So we'll shout him out in a little bit, but, uh, we had a, we had a lovely meal with my wife the night before a bit of a pizza party. 
thought nothing of it, ordered the pepperoni, was really well behaved, didn't have alcohol, which was difficult because I, I was in good company. I wanted to have a frozen mojito, um, but thought nothing of it, had, had the pepperoni, was well behaved, went home, uh, went back to the hotel, watched a movie, got an early night, got up in the morning, yeah, usual, have a coffee, stomach's not quite right, but it was just normal nerves, paranoia had gone, got like an, a really good breakfast, nice porridge in, still stomach was playing up a little bit, but thought nothing of it. But we got down to the start line and, and fortunately Ryan wasn't able to join us for dinner, he was meant to, but um, being that Harry Styles was playing in Edinburgh for two nights, the trains were manic and the poor guy was stuck on the train for like two, three hours coming over from Glasgow oh, to Edinburgh. Man. Yeah, he was he was stressed to the nines. Um, he just wanted to get to his hotel, see his friends, and and just chill. So we didn't unfortunately get to meet him the night before. But come the morning, I the hotel we were staying at was really close to the start line. A lovely place in in Edinburgh called the Meadows. Anyone that's familiar with Hibernian Football Club will know know the Meadows. So we we I, I walk down, gets to the start line, nice and early, and. I met with with Ryan. Oh, actually, first off, I met some of the Newton Roadrunners because I couldn't see Ryan. I could see the Newton Roadrunner tops though, so I went and chatted to them. Still no sign; they hadn't seen him. Dropped a message, and here he was hiding in a park with um, Jace, who's the uh, was it, the Edinburgh runner. I I kind of known Jace. I followed Jace for a while. He'd been up. He'd absolutely smashed the Inverness half marathon. So, got to meet Jace. Got to meet um, Ryan for the first time. Bob Burrow uh, makes an appearance and honestly, the nicest guys, really, really nice to meet them. And it really helped settle my nerves and my paranoia that, I, that, that anything that was carrying. Um, again, the pre, the pre-marathon rituals, visit the toilets. At this point, Giz and Elodie were in a mile long queue to get to the Portaloos. Ryan, however, because there was strategic <laughs> toilets within buildings, he'd found a quiet one for the gents. Uh, Dropped, dropped me a message, get yourself in there. That's job done. Bag in, bag in the truck. Yeah. Clean myself out, modiumed up. Honestly, a bit too much information, but ready to go. <laughs> um, so hey, we're all ready to go. Marathon starts. And it was quite quick this year because we weren't so far out of town. The pens weren't so elongated. It didn't take like 15, 20 minutes to get going. Within five minutes, we were running. Lovely people supporting us. Lovely sort of start to the route. But within the first five, 10 minutes, uh, no, no, was it five, 10, 10, 15 minutes, poor Elodie, like, takes a tumble. She'd, uh, she was chatting away to us, and the organizers had put these bollards up along some, one of the, the, the pavements, but not put any chains or anything. So she, she was blocked by a few people, kind of similar to the story you were talking about, the pacer, when the roundabout Manchester sort of time. And she took yeah. a tumble, so she cut her hand. Luckily, one of the Dibber guys had recommended always take a buff with you just in case. So she had this buff, she strapped her hand up. Trooper she was, she 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 shrugged it off. She said she was fine and we got going. She set the pace. I was I was just there to be the pacer, make sure that she stuck to the pace. And yeah, good a good start. Sun was already out, belting down, lovely day, ice cream vans. Wished we could have stopped. Got passed by a guy in a rhino outfit, and we'll come to the rhino man uh, in a little bit. Um, but no, really good. 
Gaze had planned originally to to run a kilometer, then walk for 200 meters and run a kilometer, but she managed to stick with us. Well, she stuck with LED till 14 kilometers. She did really well. I unfortunately had to stop for my first uh, convenient stop at seven kilometers. I then had to push to catch them. They were doing they were doing seven minutes a kilometer by that sort of stage. So it didn't take me that long to catch them first. And then as soon as no no sooner had I caught them that it was um comfort break number two. By this point, I realized that the pizza I'd had the night before wasn't just a pepperoni pizza, it had spicy marinara sauce on it. So honestly, <laughs> I I am so tempted to do a mid-season uh, <laughs> podcast doing Sorry. the Portaloo review for EMF. I visited nearly every Portaloo going on that course. But you live and learn. It's, it, I thought I was. I thought I was sticking safe, have a nice safe pepperoni. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, five modium, and it was so uncomfortable. This just being. <laughs> Gas up to the nine. Imodium. Yeah, five imodium. Sorry, that is roof. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, you should have seen I what's mean... coming out of me. It was a lot. <laughs> oh my! Oh, listen. See me. I always take it when I wake up. Every I do, day, no. when I do my run, when I wake up, not too close to it, I take it and let it settle. But that's what I did. I took. I I I, I had my normal routine, and then I took uh, I took two. Because I let the coffee do its work, and I took two, and then I had another uh, because I'd had another uh, requirement to let's, let's 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 keep it at that. And then it was only when I started running, and it was the modium instant I was using, but it was it was really uncomfortable. But the pace that we were doing, I think it was just it was just the the up and down movement was making my stomach just jiggle around uh. a wee bit. Um, but thankfully, like this point, I'd said to Elodie, "Look, don't wait for me, girls. Don't wait for me. I can catch you. Um, I've got, I've got the pace in my legs, feeling really good. Um, I'll, I'll catch up with you." So I managed to catch Giz, and Giz had just at this point, she's only just finished. She was trying to just drop from Elodie around about the, the fourteen sort of K mark. So as I started running with Giz, we managed to get to the cheer squad, and it was so nice. Like the, the. The guys that had run the half marathon, the the Dibber crew, they were there. They were at the 11, 11 mile mark when we got to them. They were in really good spirits. They kept not only us going, like it was really nice to kind of, I just stopped and, and Lee said afterwards, and even at the time he says, you are so relaxed. You're so happy compared to last year. Um, so I had, I stopped, I had like a couple of minutes chatting to them. It felt, well, it felt like a couple of minutes. It might have only been like 30 seconds. And then I had a mission to catch up with Elodie. And uh, you can, if you look at my Strava, like Steve, you can, you can see my Strava. You can see where I stopped. Now it's, it's like pretty consistent. And it was like toilet break and then another consistency and toilet break. And then another, <laughs> that was a very quick toilet break, that one. But then there's another one. So it took me a, it took me a really good old time to catch Elodie. She was consistent with a, a 650 uh, per kilometer to seven minute kilometer and I was at one point pushing 520 a kilometer I didn't want to push much more than that because I just wanted to catch her I did I, I wasn't wanting to burn myself out or anything uh, and it took me until 
the turning point. So anyone familiar with Edinburgh will know how far the turning point is and I could see her going into the turning point grounds. So I cut, I catch up with her. I'd been chatting to other people along the way, kind of just having a good old time and giving some advice to people that were new to the course. And it was, I was, I was, uh, I took my hydration vest because I knew I was going slightly slower. I knew it was going to be hot. Um, so I had my hydration. I had uh, tablets in it. So I was, I was keeping these, the sugars and the salts and everything high. I was, I followed your advice and it worked a treat, Steve, every seven kilometers, yeah. take a gel. Um, when I wasn't taking gel, I had dextrose tablets, my hydration, my nutrition, um, was, was really, really good. I had no issue there. Um, but my biggest issue was, and I think for a lot of people, um, was the heat and it was so warm to the point where there was at least, I think two cardiac arrests on course, if not more, um, a lot of passed out runners and a, a lot of ambulances at the end it was it was so so warm and it's 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 quite bad when that happens it's just unfortunate it's just you don't expect scotland to be as warm as we're having uh, i didn't expect it and anyone that's seen my face and my shoulders now will will know that i didn't expect it i i did plan to take sun sunscreen with me suntan lotion the wife had it but it was like the 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 quietest i've got suntan lotion as i stepped out the door factor 50 so i do look like i've been hit in the face with uh an iron uh, it's not very pleasant but you live and you learn <laughs> you do you do look like um what's his name in home alone when he's that's exactly <laughs> what this, the, the, the wet bandits what's his name yeah, wet bandits Honestly, anyone, anyone is like, I've not put a photo on socials of it because it's horrendous. I, I decided that it was a wise idea to wear my hat backwards, my, my baseball cap, like I always do. Um, but I think maybe in the future I'll start wearing it the normal way around. Um, but getting back to getting back to how we got on. So turning point sees Elodie in the distance. I, I knew I was only maybe a, maybe a couple hundred meters behind her at this point. So I took my time. I caught her. She was listening to her, her podcast, so I kind of just chilled, tapped her on her shoulder and uh, gave her the nod. Uh, but I cruised past her and she says, you do what you need to do. I'm like, no, no, I'm your pacer. I'm here to support you. But I also need that poor Aludis that's up the other end of that road. So I take off, get in the portal, do what I need to do, catch her. And she's right. She's right there. So from that moment on, we we were together. Now I did stop again, but it was at the same point that she needed to take a, a tactical walk section. And she'd only, I think only walked two or three times. Uh, she did so, so well. And I keep saying to anyone in comments and, and on my posts, with even without me, she would have got her sub five. I fully believe she didn't, she didn't need my support, but because of how she was last year, she struggled mentally because she had nobody at the event with her but this time around she had myself running with her she had geese that was slightly further behind us at this point and turned out she was only about three kilometers behind us she had the cheer crew she had people there but to have someone at her side to to help her through the tough mental battle i didn't hit a wall i'm pretty sure she did though um so she took a couple of tactical walks uh, but Honestly, she did so, so well. We got to a point where she had to take a, a tactical walk up a, 
it was a slow burning climb and to see the the elite athletes athletes by this point they were having to 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 really push at this point it was it was there they were crying out for water and there was plenty of water so there was no issues there um i should have actually said but before that we not only did we see the, the cheer the main cheer squad but emily from uh, previous their previous episode emily in the outdoors she was at i think it was mile 15 and i saw her like about 100 meters away and i shouted i had i saw her sign and i shouted and she came running up to i gave her the biggest sweatiest hug going um and unfortunately i didn't get to see Alison jardin from the press plane run podcast because she was with ryan's wife and he pretty much crossed over at the same point um so he was going back as i was going out so we did see her there but we got past we got past this walking point which is pretty much parallel to where i'd, I'd previously seen um emily and we see the sign everything ends eventually and like that's that's really reassuring being that our team had run as if someone's chasing you with a jobby on a stick uh and any kind of weird things like that it was so good and people were like what is a jobby they're having to find out the best sign we saw and elodie was really good she says we have to salute this one we saw the woman four times and her sign just said general encouragement so we were we were doing the old salute of general encouragement the woman was so loving it by the end of it um but we got to we i did say to her we had whatever half an hour to go 40 minutes to go before um and to do 5k and i said to her look well we can do, do a strat do a tactical walk at this point and then we are going to go for this we're going to get you the sub five. You have it in you. You're going really well at the moment. And that's what we did. We we got to, I, I made a promise made by about a kilometer to go. She would use whatever she had left. She would, she would put her foot down. She would just change the gear. And we saw the, the crew who were, who were there cheering us. And again, they said that this, the, the general attitude for both of us was, was sunshine and radiance. And we got to that point. And I've been saying to people along the way, especially guys that were struggling, that looked like I did last year, look, come on, you're getting to a point you're going to really struggle here. But pick your head up. You're going to, the people are going to start chanting your name. He's going to get emotional. You're going to really struggle. But put a smile on, just power through it. And I did see a few people who did that and as they came across the line, they just burst out and, and like the emotions and it's so sad because you want to just go and you want to console them. But at the same time, I was there with Elodine. She did such a good job. I'd miscalculated. I'd said to her, we've got a kilometer to go. I'd miscalculated. We had a kilometer and a half to go. And the last gave it leather. She powered and she powered and she powered. And I was pointing at the camera people. They had so many photographers. I'm like, camera to the left, camera to the right. I've been pointing them at the whole course. And uh, we've got some really good photos. So I've just bought mine. I've got some really nice ones of Elodie. I'm going to pass to her. So she doesn't have to necessarily buy them. But she came to the last, the last uh, push. And I think I mentioned it in the episode where you interviewed me. Edinburgh's funny because it's, it's, it finishes in this kind of big kind of grassed area. So they put metal sheets across the ground and as you're running on it they do this weird kind of wave effect so you feel it ricocheting back up your leg it feels like you're running on a bouncy castle and uh, i get her to power and power and power and she could feel this knocking back on her and i think just 
the amount of effort, encouragement that I'd done for her, she comes across the line, stops her watch, and she's not going to, I don't think she'll mind me telling you, telling anyone this, but the first person comes up, they could tell her, the colour drained from her face, and they come up with the old upside down hat, the sick ball, do you need a sick ball? No, 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 I'm okay. Two seconds later, another woman could see the signs, do you need a sick ball? No, 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 I'm fine, I'm okay. She gets to the end of the tent, just at the, end, <laughs> the finish, and just all the water that she'd just taken in comes right back out again. I felt so, so bad for having pushed her to the point of that. But she said to me, she said to me, five hours was the, sub five hours was the goal, but it wasn't life and death. And I said to her, but we were so close to it. If you'd not hit that, that sub five and you were a couple of seconds off, you would have been devastated. And I can gladly say uh, she she got a four hour 57 and 57 so she got her sub five she did amazingly i'm i'm actually i'm i i know that she as i say she could have done it without me but it was so nice to be able to be there with her to be able to be able to give her the company and when she got a little bit emotional at the end to give her a big big hug uh, and just sit with her until the the rest of the dibber crew came along and just it was it was so nice just to be able to share that that celebration and it was it wasn't just a, a pb for her it was a pb for giz as well as i say giz was only three kilometers behind us she absolutely smashed her her pb but also her half marathon pb it was it was so nice and um before we kind of you want you might want to ask some questions on it but you can see in the notes with so like my notes here of of um of PBs and just people that are running and this isn't everyone, but I wanted, I wanted, I'm not going to do a shout out this episode because it's a finale, but, um, the, just like the half marathon, we had Jamie underscore runs. He's again, he's mostly Debbers. These are mostly people in the team, not everyone, but some of So Jamie got a, a three minute personal best in his half marathon. Stuart, who we've previously shouted out, Stuart runs a lot. He got a seven minute PB in his half marathon. Sarah Homer, who's going to be a future guest of ours, Sarah underscore runs. She know she got a, not only a PB in her half, but also in her 10 kilometer. And I, I said to her, like to her face, and she knows I mean it in, in a loving way because I, I, I've got a massive respect for Sarah, but she's a professional bitch because she, like me, every time I go out, <laughs> I set a PB, so does she. I mean, it's just, it's to and fro. Um, we, we, we saw Alex, uh, Alex underscore runs and stuff. He was out the night before with us. He was drinking. And so he, I think the, the frozen mojito did great for him. That was his third fastest uh, half marathon. Kaylee, who's been absolutely smashing out events recently, the the uh, Ultra X Scotland and umpteen marathons. Uh, so she's, uh, I think everyone knows by now, the underscore happy diet. We had Ian, Ian underscore does underscore outdoor underscore stuff. He was with the cheer squad some early hours after finishing the, the half marathon. Peter, I didn't actually get to meet Peter, unfortunately, or Peta, or I always forget exactly how to say her name, but uh peter uh peter.nc underscore runs underscore and fiona who i didn't know that was her name before because all i knew was she underscore runs underscore she underscore bakes that's fiona they had fantastic half marathons by that point it was warm it wasn't like 
killer warm like a lot mm. of us um drumstick squashies as we all have referred to ourselves were but um a quick a quickie kind of burn down here again you can I say steve can see my notes so he knows it's a big old this is why i was quiet during an interview <laughs> with steve this is because it's a lot of talking for me but the marathon we had yeah. led like we've already said so that's and I feel bad because Emily said, Elodie has said, I haven't checked, we haven't checked her out properly before. And I thought we had, um, but I think she really is deserving of all the love that I want to give her for this episode. And she's at runs underscore curls underscore and underscore chocolate underscore buns. I mean, there's no reason, that's the reason I haven't shouted out before. The name, her, her Instagram name is so long. It's a monster name, isn't it? It is. I've already mentioned Giz. Uh, we also had Davey, who's part of the Dippers. Davey had a fantastic race, and that said, uh, Davey is DWR1982. On to our, our last episode guest, and I think this is, this is important to 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 mention so ryan had mentioned he had his a goal his b goal his c goal but whatever he got he wasn't going to be disappointed so ryan as everyone knows host of the press play and run podcast or known as scottish underscore runner he got his b goal which was a sub 330 and i'm pretty sure off the top of my head it was like a, a 329 he got um he found it really difficult being he has the Moroccan sunset complexion, man, he really did struggle with the heat. Jace, who was running uh, with Jace Woods, who was running with with them, uh, with Ryan, the underscore Edinburgh underscore runner, a fantastic run as well. It was lovely to meet his pals, uh, Abby and Jason. They came up for the Inverness half marathon. Bob Burrell, unfortunately, such a such a nice man. He had originally thought he'd run with myself and Elodie and Giz, but he he had a bit of a resurgence. His, his knee injury was going well, and he thought he would try push a PB. And sadly, we met Bob at the 21-kilometer mark, and he'd just pulled out. He was walking back, so he unfortunately didn't finish. He was still in good spirits and um, he knows it is what it is and he's got more races to come back and he can he can always come back to edinburgh and and smash his, his pb and um, we also had george who's at easy miles a big uh, advocate for the podcast he's been in the dms such a smiley man again i didn't get a chance to meet him but he absolutely smashed it out in a fantastic similar running top it was the no club run club uh, top that Elodie was wearing. George had it on too. It looks fantastic. Um, who else have we got? We have Stephen, another fantastic Stephen. Uh, I think Glasgow-based runner, and he's at running with Stephen, all one. He got a 14-minute PB in his marathon. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel, so it's well worth going and, and seeing his recap uh, of the of the marathon the the cheer crew from the dibbers and their signs they have made the cut they're in his vlog uh finally however we have nikki again nikki is a as a big fan of, of the podcast and it was nikki's first marathon i think i mentioned her last week and that's nick knack mara runs um she was accompanied by her fantastic coach and who's also the coach of the uh previously mentioned jamie uh, that's Bainsey, and he's got both of his accounts run underscore with underscore Bainsey or RWB underscore coaching. 
and I met them well, just just before one of my uh, one of my <laughs> Portaloo uh, visits, uh, and then I met them again, and she she was, I would say, not unfairly in a mentally bad place, and um, she she found it difficult, and we mentioned this in in, in the interview with with Steve. Uh, she was disappointed in not necessarily herself or how it went. Uh, but she did mention, and this is something that everyone should really take some time to consider, because people people don't think this way. None of us are thinking this way, but I understand why she thinks it. Uh, she she thinks that, or she, at least when she came over the line, she, she had that thought of other people in the community, like myself, like Steve, we've seen how strong her training's been, and she feels that we know that she could have done better than she did. And that's not what anyone's thinking. None of us, none, nobody, nobody who is a decent human being is, is ever thinking that. Uh, no. and I feel that she, she it's unfair on, on herself to, to think that anyone is. Nobody, nobody is. We're just so happy that she got around. And there are a lot of people who didn't get around. They, they yeah. didn't even get halfway. And she got her medal. She got her first marathon done. We've both me and Steve have had the issue with the first marathon and we've we've come back and we've done a lot better from it. It's a lesson. It's a learning curve. Uh, and you can on, only you can run your first marathon. Nobody can run it for you. You have to learn it yourself. But none of us are thinking that um, we're just very, very pleased for you, Nikki. Um, and you should be, too. And I know you can't do a marathon anytime soon. You've done one. You've joined the one percent club. And you can certainly do one in the future when works, work and family aren't so pressing because they are your priorities at the end of the day. Running is it should always be the second. It should never be the first. Um, so no, just know that we 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 aren't thinking that way. We are very supportive, and we we can't kind of lift you up any higher. You did fantastically, and it was a really tough day. It was probably the toughest day I've run ever. How hot that was for five four or five hours out running in that and a little bit longer and even but the, the start of the day it is it was hard yeah do you know what that's one of those things that really grinds my gears is when people potentially act in a way and listen it's <clears throat> sometimes we say things to people that we don't really think of what that sentence or they're saying potentially impacts the other person you know because oh you, oh you didn't achieve your target but you, you trained really hard for it how do you not achieve it and you're thinking <laughs> well because the training is basically what people need to remember the training for the marathon puts you in the best position to complete the marathon it's not if you do all these sessions at this speed you're guaranteed you're going to get this the rate you know <laughs> the day is the day whatever yeah. happens will happen yeah your training is not about getting you across the line in a certain time yes you need to do a certain volume if you've got a certain goal tar goal specific target but you could do a standard x amount of miles every week for 16 weeks for example or longer your choice or shorter but the training <laughs> is aimed at getting you from point a to point b simple yeah. as done. yeah and anything yeah. in between Simple as. So those difficult sessions that you have during training, that gears you up mentally for the day. 
the the speeds you do say well i know i can run this speed and i know but i know i can drop back as well there's no such thing as a bad time at a marathon in terms of what you finish in every marathon time is a good marathon time because you've taken your body mind and soul from you know zero to 26.2 yeah and it's, it's past the point you'll ever do in your training quite substantially more than the, the past the point you'll ever do in training it is it's, it's an interesting comment because there is a lot of different thoughts around there of what's the maximum you go to in terms of training your mileage in any one given run there no one does 26.2 no 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 you should you should never do that no no i think i I think the most i've done was scheduled to be 22 i think in the end i don't actually think i got it done because i think my daughter was unwell so i sort of had to do the miles sort of spread out between two days still got the miles in for the week but i had to adapt it but you know i've got two 20 milers and a couple of 19s and 18s and finish them so strong that it gave the confidence to go okay you just got to put it on this that famous well it do 30k and then you've only got 10k to go yeah that that 10k hurts yeah and because... i think that's that's generally the the, the what, if you're working in kilometers the general consensus I, I think from a lot of articles and a lot of training plans is you don't really do more than 32 kilometers you can yeah. if you really really want if you want to push a little bit more but you shouldn't. You should never do anywhere near the marathon distance. But no, you shouldn't really, because you know it, it's not productive. You're going to get nothing out of it. They're no. just dead miles. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I've learned from again, you learn from every marathon. Only done two. Uh, but. <laughs> The, the time on the time on feet. You laughing said only, didn't you? <laughs> no, no. Yes, yes. Because I've also seen seen our friends' names coming up. But also, when you said I've only done two, I've just thought back to what Strava told me. It goes, "Well done. That's your third fastest marathon." I went, "Oh, good going, fast Strava. That's my third marathon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. You know, I, I you learn everything every single one. There's no such thing as a bad time. You know, and everyone is is out there. No one on that course is judging you. Anyone that's put on a pair of trainers to run is not judging you. And the ones that want to be judgy from the sidelines haven't got the minerals to do what it, what you've just done. So that's you know, it. for anyone for anyone no. that doesn't know what minerals means, <laughs> I did. Yeah, and stones. Um, I did. Uh, I did hear a couple of young lads. Now they they probably would have been like twelve, thirteen, and they were being super disrespectful, being like, "Oh, you're running a marathon yet you're walking." And I, it's one of those ones you just want to say, turn around and go, "Here you be shite." And excuse my expletive, but here you be shite. You're bloody mess. If, if that was me, I probably would have turned around and said something. And nah. you shouldn't, they're kids. They're kids. But that's why uh, I like, didn't, because they are kids. You just get mouthed the back anyway. I'll be like, which one's your dad? Who's your dad? Let me talk to your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, but it's just one of those things. But then you get kids are going to be kids, and maybe that's one it, day they're going to. But it's so annoying because if someone's put their heart and soul and all of their time, you know, they you, you've not potentially not gone to parties, you've not had alcohol, you've. Not alcohol is the most important thing in the world, but no, it's still yeah, a but you've cut a lot of good times it. out because you're, yeah. you're training. Um, but on the, the good times, the 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 
the the cheer squads all around the course, the bands. Now you get this at London because you've mentioned it as well. You, you got oh. God, the, the, the Macmillan crew had a band. There was all these all these different. There was there was uh, drummers. There was uh, brass sections. The people, and we did say like um, Edinburgh itself felt very quiet. There's certain areas felt very very quiet in comparison to last year. And then we got down to Portobello, the promenade, and the number of people out having a good time, cheering, having a drink. It was so, so it's beautiful, isn't it? It Honestly, was the it's, environment. It's breathtaking. And it was there was and I had to mention it because I will mention I'm gonna mention our own cheer crew. But there was these two guys, um, they had the Mario do, 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 yeah. do, music playing, and they had the star, the power up. So I I ran up like Waluigi, kind of knees high, dancing towards them, and slammed the thing. It was like I was doing what you said you didn't want to do. I was high fiving all the kids because I had the yeah, energy. I, I wasn't going I, my my normal speed. I had the energy to burn. Yeah, it's it's. I you know what I I think my first marathon, the first sort of four or five miles, I was i five in everyone. Fuck, <laughs> some of that. Um, and then part of what I learned during training was trying to be um, economical cons- with my energy conservation. Preserve. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to. As a, so rather than doing that, I was waving a little wave of smiles. Thank you, thank you. I thought that equal. I didn't ignore people because bloody rude. You know, they're giving up hours of their Sunday to cheer a random stranger. Who's gone out for a long? We've basically gone out for a massive long run. That's a deal. Said, oh, you're doing really well. That's, so you that's say thank it. you. You say thank you and everything else. You know, I, you know, you say thank you to every single volunteer you go past. It's well, I say, anyone I, that doesn't get Every every marshal. I thank the people, and it was quite funny because because of the, most of it, I was with Giz and uh, and Elodie. It was like. Giz was on the was on the inside. Then Ellie was in the middle, and I was on the outside. And you could see the people looking at Giz's uh, name, and they're like, oh, "I don't want to pronounce that in case I pronounce it wrong." And then look at Ellie and go, "I don't want to pronounce that in case I pronounce it wrong." So every time it was like, "Go, Stephen!" I'm like, "Woo!" And Elodie's like, "I'm getting to the point where I'm going to go." The next person that says it is say my name, bitch. And <laughs> like, I'm so so sorry for Giz because nobody wanted to say jizz or jism um <laughs> and i could understand that it was so good but i felt so sorry but she did say a lot of people there weren't a lot of people that did get her name right um but the numb that just the all the way out the the first section was quite quiet and it was maybe quite good that it was quite quiet by the time we got to port bello and port seaton and even as far out as the the bends before the turn off there was a lot of people there was a lot of good support it kept a lot of people going um and when we when you get to that final push you're never going to get as many people nearly as many people as you get at the big marathons your manchesters your londons um but the 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 back they're banging on the barriers they're cheering your name and you're just it's just so so nice and it just the, the just the noise and and the atmosphere now i struggled with it last year because i wasn't in a good place but this year i just took it all in and i was thanking everyone my foot fo- i'll share the photos i can just see the big smile and uh, thankfully looking back even though i pushed her elodie elodie is smiling but 
just to just to move it on a little bit and and give some more context so we can get on to the interview with Steve. But I mentioned before there was a guy in a rhino outfit and he passed us really early on. A guy in an alien outfit, someone in a cookie monster outfit, someone in a Teletubby outfit. Um, there was a few more, but <laughs> we saw this guy in, really early on in a, in a rhino outfit and I looked him up. His name's Chris and he's known as at Rhino Boy Chris and he is absolutely looking at his profile he is an absolute legend now it was so so hot like i've already mentioned at edinburgh and it looks like a fairly weighty outfit um but it turned out that was his 75th marathon in that costume and he's doing it all for the awareness of saving uh, endangered rhinos and and just raising funds as well because he had a he had a money pot strapped to the horn if you get a chance anyone just go look at rhino boy chris he's so so cool and I, I had a little chat with him in the dms we might get him in the future i don't i don't think that what the fartlek guys have had him on in the past i could be wrong they would do him justice they've had someone he ran with the the minion uh, the running minion they had the, the, both the minion and uh, the rhino ran together at manchester Honestly, he it's just so cool to see like someone like that. Um, and it was so nice to see someone that stuck in my head last year. There was a, a young lady, very, very, very disabled, um, just before the about, about probably around about the 10 mile mark. And she last year she had one person dressed as a stormtrooper with her, uh, squirting people with a water pistol. This year she had two stormtroopers and someone else pushing her it was so nice to, to see her there again supporting everyone um but before i say before we move on i do want to touch on uh, our, our good friend emma at lipstick and trainers for having a different event not the the edinburgh marathon this year for her but ride london 100 the 100 miler so 160 kilometers uh, there was a lot of people run, ride, uh, were riding that at the weekend, um, so she absolutely smashed that, and so, like everyone did. Again, an absolutely horrendous weekend for riding. This the heat and uh, the tanning was was is going to be something else. And she has uh, another triathlon. She's done a, she's done a few uh, smaller triathlons, I think now, and she has a triathlon coming up this weekend. So anyone that follows uh, Emma, and again, that's lipstick and trainers, drop her a message, let her know that you, you're, you're supporting her behind her and that she's going to smash it because she is. And as myself yeah. and Steve have already mentioned, we were discussing it. We mentioned in previous episodes, we were keen to get Emma on. Emma's keen to come on and speak to us. We're just going to get a date sorted or we'll get a, a recording in the diary with her. Uh, but it'd be yeah. great to find out about her triathlons, other podcasts, the, what the Fartlet guys have had her on in the past to talk about run through and her running journey. It would be really good to touch on what her what her current adventure is, triathlon, cycling, running, swimming, have a slightly different angle on it. So that's really cool. But finally, I'm getting there slowly, slowly <laughs> but surely. And you'll be everyone will be glad to know you'll hear a lot more of Runner Man Steve in the interview. Um, I I need to cover the the, the cheer squad. I, I I would be rude not to because as I say, a lot of them ran the half marathon. Not all of them did, but they were out from the early hours of the morning, like nine in the morning until quite late on in the day, till the sun was almost going down. 
Uh, it was so well organized. The signs that they made were hilarious. Their banter. And it wasn't just for us. It was for every runner. They saw so many people they know and so many people they didn't. They got messages afterwards from people they didn't know who were like thanking them for, for their support. Um, they know who they are, but I have to shout them out. And we've got Lee. And for anyone that doesn't know, he's uh, control underscore alt underscore Delhi. We've got Rachel, uh, who Steve's previously shouted out, and that's Rachel McPherson with two N's. We have the fantastic author, and I had a lovely chat with her on the train back to Edinburgh, and I'm going to keep calling her an author because I thought I got it wrong last time, but she does prefer it over journalist. And that's Susan Swarbrick Dimmick. Then we had Seda, the professional runner bitch. Seda underscore runs. Alex underscore runs and stuff. Ian underscore does underscore outdoor underscore stuff. The underscore happy die for Kaylee and Stuart runs a lot. They absolutely kicked ass with the cheer squad. And then I can't forget her. Emily underscore in the outdoors with her. Uh, sign and uh, being accompanied by Alison Jardin and Ryan's wife as well. I think it's Nicola. Um, they 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 were so so um, great for not only our our encouragement but for everybody. I I mean I I would be really amiss to not shout everyone out. But I think I think I'm pretty much there now with the verbal absolute torrential <laughs> verbal diarrhea that's just been in her marathon digest. Well the only thing that I've just been thinking of while you're doing is like, is it a rite of passage in Scotland to use the underscore? I know, man. It's it's so... <laughs> oh, jeez. Everyone. Do I have it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just lumped it all. Run up, man, Steve. Done. Yeah, I know. I just, maybe I have thought about changing it, actually. But, um, yeah. I, just, um... I didn't realise. I didn't realise um, how many people up there actually have underscores i would say Elodie does live in scotland but she is french and uh, well it was, that was quite now, now you've made me mention this it it was really i don't think i've already mentioned this because i've mentioned a lot and i lost track but if i have i i apologize if i haven't here we go Elodie um thought she was i think i may mention it last night Elodie thought she was um she was hallucinating French people, but there was a lot of French and Belgian speakers. So when she was running along, she was her brain was trying to translate French in her her native tongue, but also listening to the English around her. Um, so she did say at one point, she goes, hey, "There are French people around here, aren't they?" I'm like, "Well, you tell me. You're the French person." Um, so and and um, oh, the, the, yeah. the, Lee was dressed. Um, no, he did. No, he wasn't dressed as French. He kind of had a French look, but he had a French sign specially made for Elodie. And a French lady came up and said, oh, that's fantastic. Can I take a photo? And he said, yes, you can take a photo. So she took a photo of him with his sign and she goes away. And then he sees this Frenchman running with a French flag and he goes, allez, allez, allez. And the, the woman hadn't gone very far. She, came, she comes back to him. She goes, excuse me, are you, are you French? And he's like, no, but she's like putting him on some sort of like um public uh, what is it? There's a website for a newspaper or something in France. She's so he's got a feature <laughs> on it now. 
it was a great thing to happen. It, they were just so well deserving oh. of it, but right. honestly, it, yes. it looked super fun from the so online. Now, for like, all these, <clears throat> all these people that you know conversed through what I know, obviously through yourself and through the pod cast and whatnot just to see it looked like the gang getting together yeah. and it just it looked super friendly um so yeah no it's it it, it, it did look great it did the, look great the cult did a great job <laughs> <laughs> the, cult. the I think cult i am the only one not in 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 the cult i'm not the i'm the only one i'm, I'm far enough away to not be in the cult <laughs> Well, before before we we get talking about the cult too much, are we gonna do you want to jump over to the interview and then we can we can we can chat about the cult? Should we we do like a little uh, a little sound effect? <laughs> That's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. So, our guest this episode for our final of the season is someone who I met at Greenwich Station ahead of London Marathon twenty twenty two, and he has become someone I now gladly call a friend. He is someone who was high in my list of people to have on as a guest, as he is a shot of positive positive energy into the running community, but deserving of the prized finale guest spot. As we've tried to channel good vibes, positivity and motivation, we know that this man will 100% kick things up a notch and surpass our efforts from the entire season in just one episode. Of course, he's called Steve, a.k.a. Steve Runs LDN. So, Steve, how you doing, mate? What an intro. Gosh, I feel like I should have taken one of those caffeine gels to sort of get me ready and rearing, <laughs> ready and going, like, buzz in, everybody buzz in, excited. Um, the, the one thing you did admit is that we met last year, which was great. And then this year you stalked me up the elevator out. Of, yeah, I, I was like, was... yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> don't, don't worry, Steve. We already know that Steve hangs around car parks looking for car fast park. friends. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it's, uh, thank you very, very much for your, your uh, high praise. No, it is, tr- it is true. We very spookily bumped into each other on the escalator. Um, at the station for 2023 as well. Um, it's almost like the the running universe go you two together off your off your pop. And um, so yeah, uh, so thanks for joining us. Before you fly off to Bifa, you know, uh, how are you doing? Has the legs come back to life after your mega effort at King Half? You look so strong at mile 12, man. So oh, strong. thank you, thank you very much. I think uh, I mean, we'll see how this goes in terms of flow. So. I'll- Sorry if I'm a bit all over the place, but uh, Hackney Half, epic race for me. Uh, I PB'd, um, super proud of that. I think it's one of the first times I've had a, a race where the strategy all came together, the run I wanted to happen happened, the weather was kind to me. I had a very good buddy of mine uh, kindly offered to pace me round as well, which which helped. Uh, but yeah, the, the legs, they're feeling okay i think i'm glad to have nothing serious on a, a calendar for a good couple of months now so i'm gonna have a, a bit of a bit of a reprieve in june just miles for me right mindful miles some 5k some soft stuff uh 
we we bumped into each other the other night at track where I pretty much I took flip flops because I cannot trust myself. I've got running trainers on. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for a run. I'll absolutely go for a run, and I just can't. I've got no discipline in that respect. Uh, so yeah, I made sure I was taking my little gentle walk, and we were having a chat, talking about Hackney, did the metal reflections and such, which was wonderful. But yeah, feeling good, my friend, feeling strong. Yeah, I I tell you one thing, he turned up in flip flops. I went, this man means serious business of not going over ball today. I thought he's on a mission. He committed to it. <laughs> now we can't say that too much because we've got barefoot Ben, the barefoot daddy, coming on in the future, and he'll be saying, "What? Well, so what have you got? Flip flops? Just go barefoot." Oh man, let the barefoot daddy hit me up. Like this, yeah, <laughs> teach me the secrets. <laughs> Uh, no, it was really good at track and core the other day. Um, actually, really looking forward to going there. I'm looking forward to being able to actually run with them as well once this uh, issue is resolved. So, um, so obviously, as Steve mentioned, Steve, Steve knows Steve. Um, I've purposely not asked certain questions in times we have been in each other's company because I sort of wanted it to be on the podcast and me to hear certain things maybe for the first time because we have been limited in what we've we've spoken about invariably we've shared an audience at track and core we've you know gone on a fast run around the london stadium um one thing i always like to do is to go to the beginning of the journey of when you started running you started your running journey and, and why you started it so consistently yeah sure but uh so mine is one that began Gosh, I have to do my maths now. So it coincides my youngest daughter's birthday, so December 2014. Um, I turned 30 the month after, so January 2015, and was having terrible heart palpitations and was just like, this can't be right. Like I'm rigged up to a flipping ECG and they're telling me, uh, I look at doing your BMI and such, and they put me uh, in the obesity category. Some bear in mind that's kind of just a scale, right? So, like that, that can be uh, you could be very healthy and still be classified as obese. But, like, I was 19 stone, I, I was eating too much, was a greedy bastard doing no exercise, and it, it just really frightened me and woke me up because they were talking about like the implications of being obese. It's, it's not so much your appearance because you know people are made in all different shapes and sizes, but actually, what that does to your body. And I was thinking, at such a young age, man, I'm, I'm 30 years old, I've just got a brand newborn second daughter like um you know i'm gonna crash and burn and die one day but i don't want it to be for reasons that i can control um so i turned initially to swimming for about six months to a year because i had some and i still do some body image like consciousness things which may sound utterly ridiculous uh for a runner or somebody who tries to get themselves in shape, but always super mindful. My body didn't like how I looked naked, very overweight. But a swimming pool kind of solved that problem because your head's underwater, so you don't get too sweaty. Nobody can see your body once you've skipped out the changing rooms. It's nice and gentle, like cardio, and puts you in a, a relatively good position. So I was doing that for, a, for about six months to a year and seeing some weight loss uh, and enjoying it. I thought, you know what? I saw a friend of mine in a similar predicament, a guy called Gary Scullion, who is an amateur filmmaker, and he dropped a ton of weight through running. And I remember thinking, yeah, why don't I give that a go? So if I recall rightly, the first 
ever run I went on, I took my dog at the time. He's since uh, crossed Rainbow Road, but our old boxer dog, Murphy, for, I want to say, a 2K walk slash jog around the block and thought, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Why does anybody do this? Uh, but yeah, the, the positive side of that, it all, it all gets better thereafter, right? Get your first run done. <laughs> yes. You're absolutely fine, right? And um, I remember going out in a pair of shoes that my old boss said to me, he's like, did Timmy Mallet lose those? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, like no idea. You know, like like most people, you're new to running, you're enthusiastic, you kind of want to be a catch to 5K, went down to the shop, picked the brightest ones, assuming that every kind of leisure wear pair of trainers is fit for purpose end up destroying my knees but kind of uh yeah like it's, it was a very transformative process for me i dropped a load of weight i felt better i was enjoying what running was doing for my mental health and uh depending on where this conversation goes i'll be quite frank and and, and just as a, a trigger warning for your your listeners uh yeah like it, it, it does get dark at times or there was darkness and, and running has saved me in that respect but i guess that was the entry point it's been eight years and i would say probably the last three years i've decided to take things seriously and kind of redefine myself a little bit and go you know don't be a junk, junk miles runner go out there and, and kind of uh, get involved now i just jump in here because you mentioned Perfect. something that's quite it's quite uh common i would say uh within the community especially within guys but you see it from the women as well and the reason a lot of people start running or start the fitness is because of body image and i certainly have that too i can i can sympathize wholeheartedly with you there's some days you look in the mirror and, it's, and it can be completely stupid because nowadays i'm i, I like to think i'm fairly well toned i'm not built I'm not not i'm not physically built but i'm toned um and then some days you look in the mirror and you're like you don't like the look of yourself but it's certainly got i'm training a friend just now for exactly the same reason he doesn't like the way he looks he's wanting to drop some weight and i think that's probably the most common way that people get into running but then you're right it's all to do with the mental health side as well um and it, that kind of is a, is a question for me then is when you're running that's your that's your therapy but if you don't run for let's say a short spell of time do you find you adversely suffer for not yes. having run yeah absolutely and like I, I i kind of see it both ways so there's some good and i'll probably be name dropping every club under the sun down here <laughs> but it's uh run talk run by uh, jess and it's yeah. like a mental health running group and I'm sure she put out a note on her Instagram story along the lines of just re remembering that running is therapeutic, not therapy. Yeah. Um, that's coming from somebody who's been through therapy. And like, I would say, yeah, keep, that's not to discourage anybody, but do both. Don't, don't just lean on one over the other, but certainly yeah, absolutely for me, if I've not been for a run, you'll know it. Like I'm a flipping nightmare. If I've not been running, I'm on my toes. Uh, the brain starts doing its washing machine routine, like a million thoughts a minute. So like I, I need running and I am grateful for running and yeah. And what a fantastic byproduct it's now become the other way. So like I used it to help uh, manage my mental well-being and wellness and as a byproduct to that I get some residual fitness out of it as opposed yeah. to the or origin story but yeah completely um, you're completely right when people turn to running initially they just don't realize how brilliant it can be for them if they persevere that's and it. you know what it's sorry so it's been it's, it's what you get from being outside you know you you the only tech you'll use was is what you're watching your headphones and sometimes not even that you're not distracted by a tv 
you're not distracted by scrolling through your phone. You know, it's nice just to be out there. Doesn't matter what the elements are. Doesn't matter. Um, and you can enjoy your own company, your own thoughts. But then you can, and what I'm learning, and it's thanks to your CC, is, is getting involved with people. And, you know, we, Steve, Scottish Steve, I should say, listen, <laughs> when we was in um, track and core, there's some, something I didn't actually ever think about. I think it was Mo said it, Steve, when he said, you know, we're all adults. And how often do you get to make friends as an adult, new friends, genuine new friends that have interest other than drinking at the pub? You might talk to them and see them at a couple of football games here and there, um, which was, that, that stuck with me. I don't know about you, Steve, but that stuck with me. It's, it's so true. Mate, so absolutely. I started running, obviously, you know, for to deal with, like so many people, pandemic, work stresses, and it's sort of just stuck. It's now a lifestyle. It's not a hobby no more. And now my role, I feel, because I've had from yourself and loads, many other people and what I'm going to get out of Track and Core and any other groups like Tracksmith is, well, now it's my turn to give back and welcome someone else into the fold and feel that, that, that snowball effect. So we start for one reason and we end up staying for a completely different reason. Very well said. Yeah. And you're, not... yeah, 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 and you're right about what Mo said. He completely so as uh, Motion Stars, um, he looks after track and core. He's one of the co-captains, I believe, yeah. the founder. Uh, but Mo was, yeah, he was talking about that, that yeah, me making friends and also cheering one another. You know, we're adults. Yeah. It sounds tough, but so many guys get into that. You know, you're in your thirties. You're thought you've got a lot of life responsibilities, and you know, you kind of going through life like a zombie day-to-day -day, not consciously uh, engaging with anyone or anything and i get that that is down to work and family and all the other responsibilities you have but to actually be stood there and someone clap for you or cheer for you or talk to you or show an interest to you and, and to build a friendship around a new common interest and you know, legacy yeah. friends are wonderful i'm going to ibiza with a bunch of them um, and i wouldn't trade them for the world because they've been through me before i was steve runs london right as in, like they, they knew the guy, and I'm not fundamentally that much different, but they've helped me at my lowest. They've brought me up, and they and they still cheer me on for the running. They haven't got a fucking clue uh, about the running stuff. They, they all I've been told is they said in Ibiza, consider it trying going for like your drinking PB was about the sort of advice they could go for. So I was like, <laughs> I was like cheers, cheers, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm not going nowhere near my drinking PB. That was, I don't know, I'm still alive to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so outside of the efforts Steve that you do put into running community which we'll get onto in more depth shortly what's been your most satisfying running experience and or moment and on the flip side what's what's been your worst oh man so I've got a love hate relationship with the London Marathon I've developed very recently um, <laughs> so I, I guess the love part is that I got to participate last year um i my, my absolute favorite moment i've got a great video which i'll share with you guys is uh seeing both my daughters in yeah my poor eldest like what the video doesn't show is i pretty much clatter her because you know she's sort of arms out and i'm forgetting that i'm running just sort of steaming <laughs> and fortunately she didn't go like get, go into one or get sad and it, like it looks super cute but bless her. Uh, but yeah, I would say like for absolute fondest memories is definitely for my daughters. Uh, my ex-wife brought the kids up to see me run the London Marathon. And they came away having a, 
a super day. Like they, they're still not sold and running. Um, they're more horse riding girls, but they absolutely made that. That made my London Marathon just for them to see their dad get the chance to tackle the twenty six point two. But then, yeah, London, mate, London twenty twenty three. Gosh, so much to kind of say. I guess in the let me start on the positive before I answer you. You know, mm. my my worst bit is the the positive from it is I would say I probably had my most fun day in running ever. Right, saw so right. many crews faces the vibes were amazing but but my personal race just went off the rails after mile 15 like it just oh it was a stuff of nightmares one of those like if i could have woken up next day and had a chance to do it all over again i would i mean i was yeah. I, I felt genuinely good i'd put the training in we'd done a hundred days program i yeah i was in top form for this i was injury free i've been eating well uh i yeah it, you name it, what was going through my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to now um, a certain time and that would have been smashing a PB. And it just, yeah, the wheels came off. Uh, I ran with one of the guys that comes to Tracksmith with this mark and we got around, I think, past mile 15 and his legs started falling apart and my fueling strategy just went to pot. So uh, I'm fortunate in that, like without sounding crude, it, it never goes through me but it just comes back up and there was a pit stop somewhere between 15 and 16 where Marcus <laughs> got cramped and I'm stretching him out. And then I'm just having to say to him, hang on a second, dude, get around the corner to be sick. And I just thought to myself, this isn't how it should be happening. So yeah. And then sadly, you know, come back to the, uh, but such a supportive crew and team around me at Tracksmith and to go back to the clubhouse. I know it's you versus you. But I really wanted to take that medal back and, and be, proud of my time and just like had a beautiful day wouldn't swap it but the time got away from me and so yeah i would say the most so i've kind of i'm gonna leave london alone for the time being I've, i'm done with london for a little bit there's a few detours which no doubt would we'll touch upon and then uh, maybe a redundant london redemption down the road I'm going to jump in here again because it was actually yeah. something that came up from sunday's marathon myself and it's one of our listeners <clears throat> nikki and her, her race didn't go quite to plan like yourself with London. It didn't go quite to plan. And nobody's, nobody's saying anything about it. She, she did, it was her first marathon. She did phenomenally well, but yeah. she did say she felt like, like she, she knows that she could have done better. And she knows that we know that she had it in her, but it's yeah. just, it's just the day. Do you feel that that was maybe part of it as well? Because like you say, you wanted to go back to the clubhouse, you wanted to have the medal, you wanted to have smashed your PB. And are you subconsciously kind of thinking or even consciously thinking, they know that I have it in me to do it and I didn't do it? Yeah, yeah. And no one's disappointed because like, you know, running exactly. really is you versus you. Like say, I, it's not, it's no, there's no competition there. Uh, like as in, um, you know, I'm not trying to go against one of my teammates or pacers or friends. It was just more, yeah, that I kind of put some good, healthy pressure on me. I was bantering in our pacer group about I'm going to chase this person or if I do this, I get a free top or, you know, all like really fun and games to incentivize. And uh, I remember, so Jerry's son is a wonderful photographer. I cannot praise him enough for how he makes me look incredible. But 
he said to me, and he, it, it just off the cuff, it was like, oh yeah, we wonder where you got to. Like, and he and he didn't mean it in a nasty sense, but obviously they had in their head what time I'd roughly be there. You know, they they know my start pen, know roughly when I come through, and they just I guess almost like clock watching, you know, like where does he come <laughs> through? And and you know, I just uh, the the images. I think the the caption I'd wrote on my Instagram post was like. You know, don't let these images fool you. This was not my, uh, I'm sort of like posing for the camera here. My, I knew my race was run by the time I got up to 24, 24.5 yeah. or 20, 24, I think. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it like it's healthy pressure there. It's just, you know, some, some, some days that happens, mate. It's the marathon, right? This is yeah. 26 miles. Like, I think we all have to remember that, like, even the best. Look at Kipchoge, did Boston this year. People are saying, oh, he's a right written off for coming eighth or whatever he finished. I was like, the guy just had a bad day at the office and like it, it hasn't diminished the goat in any which way possible. Now I'm that's probably, I, I'm obviously not comparing myself to Kipchoge beyond the fact that both of us dislike the rain. That's about the, uh, the comparisons. <laughs> you know what? I loved the conditions of London this year. Ah, oh, absolutely loved it. But uh, th- that comparison, it still rings true because by all, by all accounts, his feeling in a sense was was a hydration issue and you're you're saying for yourself it, it was your fueling so it happens to the best of us and it happened it happens to to everyone at some point in a marathon adventure yeah. it's just you just got to really ride that wave and no, and realize that nobody else apart from yourself is going you should have done better or you could have done better because yeah, nobody and, is saying that and i had a really fortunate you know i'm, I'm lucky to uh get like a moment of coach Emirates time um and we'll touch on coach Emirates a bit fan as you'll probably come to here uh and he just said to me he's like they're just taking his lessons and i said make sure you try and avoid repeating those lessons work harder you know the marathon will never give you it and that and he's like that's okay like don't don't beat yourself up just keep working harder and you know we know you've got it in you like just believe and apply it you know keep going through the process uh which i thought was a really nice kind of way to it and I, even then like i took some reflections I've, it's only to answer that question. It's not something that's been set on my mind. Like I, I know I and I can and I will do better. And I have that redemption story uh, written there. And then, but even then, it's only going to matter to me because you guys will be happy for me. But no exactly. one, no, no one's particularly impressed if you hit unless you beat unless you hit a sub two in a world major. No one's that impressed. No one's that impressed by my time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> after the first marathon, uh, and your friends or family, just like, oh, it's just another marathon. Who cares? You, you can run one. You've proved that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it is. It is true that the marathon will just doesn't matter how well your training block has gone. Doesn't matter if you've hit every session. The day is the day, and you've yep. just got what have you got mentally and within yourself to push through it do you want it enough and sometimes it's okay to say you know what I'm just going to coast around it you know i got i got around to what mile 20 coasting the pace so consistently cramp hit i thought well the sub 330 is gone i know it's gone mentally so i'm just going to really just plod around and take in the but that's what you've got to do that's i, I don't want to hijack it here because yes <laughs> sunday was that for me you know yeah. you, you know uh, that i had injury worry i had three weeks of training literally that's all i had three weeks of training and i had this dread that i'm not even gonna get around i'm not gonna even get halfway i've I've really screwed myself over here royally but i was there to to pace for other people i got i woke up in the morning and all the nerves were gone i had no doubt 
I got down to the start line and we got it done for for the person I was I was pacing for. I'm I'm being vague here because it'll be covered later later on in the yeah. podcast. But yeah, cool. it really goes down to that mental battle as well of some days you can, some days you can't. And for me, it, it was a big a big battle going into it, but got around it, just cruised it, had a great time, stopped and chatted umpteen times to our support crew, and you've just got to you've just got to really ride that wave as to say. And maybe it's the best thing for you, Mr. Day, is is is, is take a little break from from a marathon, just just chill, and then when you're ready, you're not you're not then racing yourself as well. You're not putting yourself under any undue pressure to to try and re- have a redemption in a way, and it could backfire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, lads. And I'm hoping your listeners will take the the, the positives out of this this negative. Hundred percent, hundred. Like I think it's something I said to you before, and privately steve it's like we win and we learn we, we don't lose you never yeah. lose you learn and um that's the only way you should look at it it sounds cheesy but it, it works it works so i've mentioned you are massively involved in the running community um and you're all about helping giving back you know you're not one of these People that go, well, only my crew is the best crew. You go, no, if you can't get here on a Tuesday, ears on a Wednesday. You can't get a Wednesday, ears on a Thursday. Come out of us on Sunday. Like, always, always. So anyone that is listening and you are in, in London or anywhere else, because Steve just specialises in run clubs. Who's got what on where? Simple as done. Um, <laughs> which is fantastic because, it's how I, again, it's how I got into track, uh, to know track and core. Well, yourself and somebody else, somebody else who goes to track and core who I didn't realise was following me. And when, if you try track and call, come down and see us. Uh, I was like, oh, sweet, okay, I'll be doing that. When was your first involvement with, let's say, your first time rocking up at a, an event group like uh, Tracksmith? Um, and then when did you think to yourself, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm not only just going to turn up, I'm going to champion this because you're now a pacer with Tracksmith. So obviously there's a start and there's a moment where you thought, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to champion it. So what, what was that story? What what's it look like for you? Yeah, man. So there's some, probably some background to be given. And I'll try and be succinct without confusing to your listeners. Uh, so what year are we in now? Whether, uh, 20, so 2022 ran Brighton marathon, right? And well, yeah. before I'd signed up for that, I think it was a winter 2021, right? If I'm getting my years correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been running pretty much, solo all yeah. by myself I had no bloody idea like what well, i wouldn't say i've got much of an idea now but i've got better understanding <laughs> through other people it's probably a fair fairer assessment rather than being a know-it-all um and i was on the lookout just for like okay how can i find friends through running right you know uh, i want to uh, uh, taking this more seriously got all the kit no idea um and i'd signed up for an app called buddy up which is a bit like running tinder without without all the extra stuff uh which is which is super handy and i I met a very good friend of mine um kira who she's bloody brilliant and for whatever reason we hit off uh through running was right we're running together all the time push 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 and we both had that suggestion of like well you know we're kind of into spring into spring for Brighton Marathon. Let's see if we can get involved in any of the clubs. You know, have you tried any of the Nike clubs? Have you tried anything in London? So like, oh, no, I've never really thought to do it because I kind of always assumed from afar that 
my misunderstanding was that a running club was the same thing as an athletics club and they're just yes. not yes yeah you know, just like uh, running cl- and that's to take the words straight from uh, mo abdin is he, he said that coach mo uh, he, he he actually put said that use those words so i can't take claim from but it's very true and, and what we mean by that is athletics clubs are your harriers the guys who are um trying to smash out times and and really taking it uh seriously but it's less community and hobby based and more yeah performance orientated is maybe the best way to summarize it so it was always kind of put off because i didn't know but i was like you know what like fuck it basically bite the bullet went down to they went to pure sport first with kira and we'd seen everybody getting their photos taken which is cool because you know like with the greatest of respects i don't think i've ever seen one good photograph from anyone he'd taken at these mass participation marathons <laughs> if you any of your listeners yeah. have got one send yes. it over so like and i was thinking okay i've set up my instagram page i'd quite like a picture of me running where like i look halfway decent and don't look like i'm dying or 10 years old and i am so uh, got involved uh, pure sport uh started going to the nike clubs with um coach lloyd who is brilliant and congratulations coach lloyd because luton just went up in the premier league so he is a very happy bunny at the moment i think that's the running <laughs> god that's paying him back through the medium of football um so he's super pleased and and, and unbelievably because uh, of chelsea managing to survive the drop uh means it'll be chelsea luton next year so we can go watch that together um i realize i've gone a bit off off piece no there. no so in terms of in- for it, mate it's what, it's what we're here for so in terms of involvement, yeah. So got involved with Buddy Up, met Kira, got down to Pure Sport, uh, went to the Nike clubs. And it just, like, I think I started developing this just love or joy of meeting people and seeing people, right? You know, I'd come out of my marriage in 2019. Sorry, I'm a bit spotty around dates. Uh, it's not been deliberately ambiguous. I'm just trying to remember when was what. And I was like, okay, I'm in a relationship. But I can't see that person every weekend. So well, you know, what's around for run clubs? And I just did a bit of research, found who was around. And you tend to find similar faces. So lots of these people know each other, have been doing it for years. Not just me who rocked up in the last 18 months and decided, oh, this place is for me. and found a welcoming spot. Um, but like the involvement, I guess in terms of the the pacing and like seriously, seriously, my first person was uh, Coach Lloyd, and that was when he had his uh, short stint over launching the Battersea Run Club, which is now run by Intersar on a Thursday, I think fortnightly on a Thursday, uh, where they do a community five k. And one of the weeks they didn't have any paces. So Nike groups usually have a couple of paid paces turn up where the shirt will take a slow group and a fast group or a better word for slow but you, you know what I mean is it a sexy pace there you go to Nick Pure Sports words sexy pace or a bit pace yeah and there was no Tom Dick and Harry there and he just he kind of uh, just looked at me he was like right Steve you can lead the guys around on a five uh, 25 minute 5k around Batsy Park go and I was like right <laughs> like, so, like, it just like it was it was as straightforward as that like without exaggeration I was like okay like um fine and, and when I got round, I think I did it in I don't mean I have to pull the run up on my phone but it wasn't far out it was maybe 25 minutes and 15 seconds and it was dumb luck but something like lit in my head i was like oh mate i quite like doing this i like the responsibility yeah. i like okay it's like it's, it's funny how that happens right you know coach lloyd showed a bit of faith and uh because the guys had been running together lloyd and amrit I'd, I'd noticed uh amrit had popped up 
on my Instagram feed as like the new head community manager at Tracksmith. And I was like, oh, hello, because yeah, Tracksmith, if any of your listeners are familiar with them, have been based out of Boston since 2014. So it's coming up for their 10 year anniversary next year. And they'd always had like pop-ups in town, but they were going to have a permanent home. And I was like, right, I'm pretty certain they're going to have a run club. You know, these are, this is a dedicated running brand. Yes, it's clothing, but in the States, they have something called the Church of the Long Run. Um, every Sunday, it's your long run, long miles, paste, etc. I was like, no, I'm just going to just, just hit him up, see how he's doing. You know, I've, I've met him already. Uh, like, how are you getting anything I can do to get involved? He's like, mate, do you want to paste? I was like, hold up. You know, so the thoughts start going, the, the imposter syndrome starts kicking in because you've gone from Coach Lloyd asking you to take a relatively few people for a Nike run club on a Thursday night through Battersea, which is, I don't know, a dozen people if that it was fine to right from november i need you to take people through the streets of london and it's probably gonna be about two dozen of them there'll be a couple of your paces but i need you to do 10 12 13 miles i'm like oh my god uh but it just felt like an opportunity just not to say no to i i, I can't even explain why like i feel like you know you said earlier about being put in people's paths and ways uh, yeah. i feel like uh for me Amrit really was heaven sent. Like it just was one of those. It's something that I needed to kick my running on. And you know, I've always been a people person. And like, why wasn't I a running people person before? You know, I've always been the same yeah. guy. Like I have nothing to change about me. But yeah. why was I involved? Why was I involved with this? So we got rolled around. I think it was like October or November. Uh, they did the turkey trot. And I think I was the week after where we did our pilot version of the the long run before the 100 days program come out, which I will explain. And it went really well. It went really well. I went with a chap called Pierre. Uh, he's not one of our pacers at the moment. I think he's got his own crew with Frontier and, in London. And I'll, I'll send all these different links and names of people if anybody wants to know them. Uh, but Pierre, we guided people around the city. I was like, this is fun. And they gave us a free top. And I was like, it's the first time I've ever been given anything for doing running. This is great. You can see why uh, influencers, you know, they get gifted products and they've got, got great big grins on their face because they haven't had to pay for it. Um, and also I felt like part of a team. Yeah, it's been a while. I wouldn't say that team sports has ever been an attribute of mine. You know, I was the, the school football captain, but fuck me, our primary school football team was the shits, and I hadn't played like any sort of <laughs> like we do. We were just abysmal, and like uh, like I, I've never really thought of running as a team endeavor. And uh, I mean, I'll save the spoiler for when we if we get on a chance to talk about hundred days. But yeah, I guess the entry point was that, and then um, just been getting involved in anything and everything i've got a lot of free time i'm a single dad uh, i do see my daughters regularly but the rest of the time you know in always in my mental health i'm in my own head i may as well be out there enjoying the miles seeing my people getting the fresh air the clubs are free you don't i think you sometimes have to pay for a few track sessions for that so they keep the lights on they're not they're not for profit guys as in your captains are not charging you so they can make a few quid they're charging so they can rent the track so they can lead the session that's that's all they're asking for and um, but so yeah it's a relatively new entrant as of last uh spring summer leading into the autumn winter season um and frankly although it wasn't the right time for me prior to that for, for various reasons it it felt like it came at the right time you know things were put in my path that's that and you know sometimes it just that's just the way it happens like we spoke about ourselves the way we kept bumping into each other randomly of all the people we could bump into when there's, you know, 50 or 1,000 people running it. 
Um, it just happens. You know, it just, it, and you're not even looking out for that person. It just happens. I mean, I've I've met I've met Coach Amrit a couple of times. He's always been super humble, so it makes you want to go back. So, like I said, I've been to Tracksmith twice. I think twice. I went for the yeah London Shakeout and the Hackney Half Shakeout, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Both occasions. Obviously, you've gone out of your way to say, "Come meet the Pacers. Come meet this person. This is Steve. This is da 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 da," and that helped massively. Is that something that you consciously do because it happened for you, or is it something that maybe didn't happen? You thought it, this we could improve it even further by if someone takes someone and says, "By the way, this is X person." Mate, I think that's some of that's just life stuff, right? Where you know, I've been in places where I felt super uncomfortable and wish someone had come up and spoken to me and just thought, you know, it wouldn't have killed you to say hi, even if you're not going to become best friends and chat with everybody. And like, I am hyper aware who who is being spoken to, not being spoken to, because just, I guess, it's in my nature and, and the way um, we are actively encouraged by Coach Emirate to be kind to people. I think like I would say a fair assessment is that we've got some of the best runners in London and but we've got loads of the best people in London for sure. As in like you you're near enough guaranteed to be met with a smiley face if you see a pace that people are going to treat you with kindness. Um like a nice chatty miles because it's it's hard like you know it, not to be dismissive of the, sh- the distance of the 5k cause that, you know that's still pretty bloody hard anybody who's listening to this who's doing their coach to sorry couch to 5k's it's a, th- that can feel like a marathon itself but when you're taking people out and, and you guys will anybody who's doing couch to 5k eventually you'll be doing your sunday long run so it will come to you this will make sense but like they're difficult miles at times and especially in the winter you you it's hard it's graft like you can be really dour about it put your head down just do the job at hand or you can do it with a smile on your face and i think you know uh when i see people or people see me i want to be known as the guy who smiles the guy who's friendly the guy who's kind and all, it all comes from an authentic space as well uh, yeah i have two daughters i I feel like I've got a responsibility to them mm, uh, mm. to to be a good person. And, you know, quite often if I've ever telling them off or something, it's kind of like a code uh, between us where, uh, like, if I'm just having a moment where I'm getting cross because they've spilt something or they're making a load of racket, I mean, that's what kids do. They're like, be more like running daddy, you know, run daddy, running daddy. <laughs> that's, like, that's like one of those uh, buzzwords they say to me, like, which basically means, like, Remember to chill out. Remember that just be kind. Like you can approach everything with kindness. Um, so yeah, like any, and anywhere I go, right? I just like to kind of figure out people. I'm, I I would say I'm pretty much a, a people person. I, mm. I I hope something like that gets. But yeah, Steve liked people should be something that's put on my gravestone one day. Like it just <laughs> is, uh, just like just uh, yeah. I'm not being terribly succinct, but I almost I can't see it any other way as well. And it's. Um, there's some other bits that we, we might not ebb and flow into, but, you know, that inclusivity aspect. So when you talk about uh, uh, 99% of the run clubs I've been to, it's it, you're welcome there irrespective of anything that defines you. So your gender, your sexuality, your age, your race, you name it, whatever kind of you get there. People say to me, you're kind or you're inclusive. I'm like, I can't fathom when people are the opposite. Like, I don't know if it's uh, somewhere on the spectrum of my mind where 
like it, it, it just makes zero sense to me. I'm like, I get cross. I can be a dickhead. Like, let's not pretend otherwise here. Like, sometimes people say, oh, you're a nice guy. I'm like, well, I'm not a nice guy. I'm a good guy. Like, if you piss me off, I will. you will see the other version of Steve that comes out to play. But in the main, and I feel like I've got a job to do. Coach Emmerich puts his trust in me. You know, that shirt's um, given but not taken for granted. Like, Emmerich expects the best of us every week, you know, to turn up on time uh to do the pace that's set there that no runners left behind and yeah. like that's that's taken from other clubs as well so you know obviously Amrit is taking the best bits but places like uh Rundem crew where look they have got so many wonderful mantras like gosh if any of you people are listening in london and you haven't been down to Rundem crew run and you took their applause at mile 21 you owe them a tuesday night I'm sorry, no, you just do because mile 21 at the marathon, you may remember Mega. Steve, is Mega. just like uh, Scottish Steve. I don't know if you've done London, um, I'm not okay with your, your profile. Have you done it before? <laughs> no, I would love not to, yet. but not yet. Not yet. Hopefully, <laughs> not yet. fingers it, crossed for next year. There you go. So when you hit mile 21, Run Dem Crew is there and it's the most unbelievable. They paint the streets, you are hit with yeah. a wall at just the moment when you're body your brain yeah. your legs yeah. everything is falling apart the endorphins just there my, my friend rob um who was he, he paces for tracksmith but was repping uh run them on day just just uh like I've, yeah you guys can't see me but i've got the goosebumps in my arm and i'll that will, that will live with me forever i'm certain yeah. that it'll be one of those things yeah. on my deathbed but what they talk about at run dem is Things like courtesy of uh, community running. So, for example, if you're running in a pack and there's a dozen of you, of course, there's going to be someone at the front. You get to the traffic lights. Well, the point is not to get to the traffic lights. Wait for the last person to get there and then immediately belt off. You know, it's not going to kill the person at the front. Take 30 seconds just to get a breath and allow that that person who's got their last to catch their breath and join in in that group. You know, it's a community run. No one gives out the amount of times I've shouted and there's numerous people that could dive into your DMs and confirm this. Well, I've bollocked our runners on a Sunday where they're trying to dart away beyond the pace. I'm like, there's no fucking medals back at the track house today, dickheads. <laughs> and they're like, and they just, they look, they look at me and they're like, is he for real? I'm like, I mean, but that comes from a place of kindness. And what I mean by that is, you know, this is a group run. We stick together. Yeah. This is their team effort. You're there to learn you learn to pace yourself right you know save your your best efforts for race day you know impress me on race day show me Matt middle have the day that i wanted from london 23 and tell me all about it well, that's why i want to know um but yeah so sorry i'm, I'm mindful no, mr adhd no, storyteller here no it's no fine. I, I, I want to ask a question about tracksmith actually and and with people in it. mind uh, and it's someone i see him pop up in my on my feed and i want to know if you know him and i, I imagine you probably do is he as cool as he looks? And that's half he runs. Yes, Happy. so cool. Happy so cool, is, man. I can attest, uh, and Happy will yeah. love me for saying this, super cool guy. Um, lucky to uh, get to know him a little bit personally. Um, can attest that what you see on there is very true to life. Uh, Happy was one of the paces. Uh, he's like, he's old school tracks. So he was like Tracksmith before Tracksmith was cool. Him and a chap called Shah, who I'll, I'll talk to you about Shah, uh, or at least don't let me forget to expand on Shah. Um, but yeah, guys follow Haffy, engage with yeah. Haffy, very, very kind. I think he's up in, I think he's up in your neck of the woods at the moment, St. Andrews. Yeah, awesome. Andrews is a little bit further down the road than where I am. <laughs> Just a oh, little I, bit. I, I, 
I, I guess it's closer to you than it is to us. That's probably yeah, yes, that is true. Yes, yes. Geographically correct. No, you know what? Um, I, I, I posted about it. Um, one of my many posts after London Marathon because you, you don't run Mar London Marathon and simply just do one post. It's yeah, it's, it's illegal to do so. Um, but one of them was for whatever reason, um, I found myself you know at the end of London Marathon where there was no family or friends there for one reason or another people just couldn't get and they told me in advance so I was mentally prepared for that get across got my medal and I'm walking I'm looking at my medal thinking oh those five last five miles were, were tough I had to dig in for those and the next thing I just hear is my name being shouted and I was like there's no one here who's this and I look over and it's happy now we've never met in person at this point we've only spoken through Instagram and he's like, oh, how's, how's the run, man? How did it go? We've shared stories, took a photo with the official photographer. By the way, it reminds me, I've actually got to go online and look at those. I've not even looked at them yet. Um, but, yeah, he was <clears throat> super, super friendly, like we'd known each other, like we'd run at community events, and it just speaks volumes. He is in person what you see online steve he's such a nice guy honestly he looks like the coolest guy going as well it just looks oh. like he's effortless and you're if you're saying steve that he was with tracksmith before tracksmith was cool do, do, do you mean he made tracksmith cool is that what uh, happened yeah. <laughs> yeah oh absolutely mate i, I used to <laughs> you see happy run and think like i i want to be like that guy and and getting to know him and uh even down to like before the marathon we, we got about 45 minutes or an hour in a coffee shop where we're having some really deep and personal conversation and it was it was just nice to connect to the guy um and know that it's a, a really great human being behind a running account and that's quite often the case but uh yeah just to so i mean i mean i could sit here and you could uh, next time well i say next time talk about being presumptuous i could do a whole episode <laughs> just on tracksmith and i'm certain uh no as long as you're not time capped i can tell you all about tracksmith stuff in in a moment yeah as like i said yeah steve i can confirm he is a, a super super cool guy super cool guy um so let's look We've, we spoke a lot about how you become a pacer and and why you become a pacer and so i want to look at your your future so i know you've got a, a couple of big events this year um do you want yep. to share those with our listeners and, and what you're aiming to achieve in those in those events yeah sure uh so gosh uh and the big ones are berlin and chicago uh so i've got a charity spot for berlin and a ballot spot for Chicago and I was kind of hoping you know, once I've had my charity place confirmed for Berlin that I wouldn't get the Chicago spot and then the money came out of my account and I was like oh, I don't think anyone's ever been more sort of oh, <laughs> when I get a notification that you're running the mar uh, another world major two weeks after so for, for me the dream is again to uh, I want to persist with this yeah improving my running game I've got a great idea in mind of how i want my summer to wash out in terms of training I want to be a lot more dynamic um i really really my dream is after the berlin marathon is to write the words that support the thoughts and kind of have been delivered by the actions meaning you know it's not just me talking a good game because so much of bloody in real life and instagram it, you know, you can get swept up in, I'm going to do this and you pick an abstract time, uh, abstract time out of your ass and I'm going to hit that. But, but really, you know, you're judged on what you do on the day. And I would really love it if 
when I get around uh, Berlin that uh, I can message you guys and say, guys, I, I'm happy with myself. And, and really mean it. Back at the track house, the, the pop-up in Berlin, smiling at my friends and going, you know, and them saying, mate, we knew you could do that. Not, oh, okay, you know, there'll be another one, which people are kind, you know, they're not going to bollock you, are they? It's your race. They don't, don't nobody cares as much about it as you do. Yeah. Um, so those are the two immediates followed by it. Mate, the, the one word to the wise for you, Steve, is around joining running community WhatsApp groups. So Tracksmith Pacer Group, about six weeks ago, uh, it was like a pylon um, with the Valencia Marathon in December. Like one person put an orange emoji and it just started flooding in these confirmation emails. And I just had the FOMO hit me. So I've also signed, I've also signed up to that. So I've got like uh, three marathons, four months. But one, one, I guess one is going to be Berlin. We're going for a PB. That's the dream. Like statement. Super out flat, that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that time I'm going to keep to myself. But I feel like mm. if I apply myself during the summer and I work really hard and, you know, there's no, no excuses. But if it goes for me in the same way that Hackney Half did, then I have no reason to believe I can't achieve that. Uh, Chicago will probably be jogged with fun miles. And then come December in Valencia, it's basically like going away with your mates for the weekend, except we've got to tackle 26 miles on the Sunday morning, um, which is just, I'd never thought those words would ever come out of my mouth. But yeah, I'd be going on a, essentially a running holiday just for the, not because it's a world marathon major. I'm like, just because a load of my buddies are going. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is going to be wonderful. But it'll be it'll be I nice to be fun. That's it's it's funny because we was talking about this on last Thursday when we was walking around the track. I was like, I probably would be that guy that would go. I'm going on a running holiday. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll get involved at some point. I'll, at some point, I'll definitely get involved in that for sure. No, I, I totally won't know what you mean with the uh, getting involved in, in in chat groups as well for running because we've got it for the Who Dropped the Debra team for the Longest Twenty Four. Some days it'll just be relentless someone will say well it's, it's, it's mostly scotland based but oh i'm running this such and such a 10k and within half an hour they're all doing it and they're yeah. all quite centrally based in scotland I'm, I'm i'm up here on my todd pretty much thumb up my arse going well i can't take part so i can't really have a fear of missing out here but honestly the chats are relentless sometimes it's all good i i, I really enjoy it but sometimes the notifications have to get turned off oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm We're not very actually in a running group chat, to be fair. I'll be <laughs> Save warned. yourself. Save yourself. Be, be, be warned, buddy. It's it's wonderful the the fun and and I ironically uh, I find in those running chats that just some of the stuff that is, it goes in there is more like uh, I guess running banter, is it? You know, like or the funny bits where you know we'll be talking about the long run on the Sunday and that'll be. Hammer will send out who's doing what, who wants to do what, and it's just back to memes and comments. And someone, it just it almost snowball. It goes in and out of one thing, in and out. But they're, they're super fun. That's the super, same with the what the fartlek family chat. It's exactly the same thing. It'll be it'll be running related, and then it'll be memes. <laughs> Yeah, come on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like a half hour stuff on there is about like uh, the Bake Off side of things for Tracksmith on a Sunday. Like we'll be like bring bring down cakes, but who's bringing what? Who's baking what? Pictures of cakes, and it's just like yeah, it was like oh yeah, we've got to do the running. Oh no, we can do that. That'd be fine. <laughs> now I'll, I'll I'll probably get involved with the the, the track and core one when I've been there. A, you know, a, a few more times, being a consistent part, and then and then jumping, I guess. Absolutely. 
I think. Um, so six stars. We spoke about that. That's on. That's on the to do list, right? Yes. So uh, where do I begin with six stars? Skeleton plan for me is New York for twenty twenty four. Maybe Copenhagen. Obviously, it's not a star, but just to give me something to keep me fit for next spring. Uh, sounds like a lot of our guys had good fun in Copenhagen. If anybody's interested for next year, mm. uh, Tokyo in twenty twenty five would be the dream. Um, I'll try and get out there by any whatever means necessary, whether that's sports uh, one tours or trying to get ballot pace or any yeah, whatever it takes to get those two races. I'll try and get entry for, um, and then ultimately the man Boston. I had a uh, uh, you guys will get sick of me talking about him, but Coach Emmerich. I I was wittering on. So some people, hopefully, you appreciate this as an uh, both sides of the coin. If you get more than three stars, you get to go into a separate lane or ballot for the stars that you've missed out on. So, for example, this year, once I'll be a, a, all being well, injury free, I'll be a three star finisher, which would technically allow me to uh, going for a place in the Boston Marathon without a Boston qualifying time just to get a race place. Right. And probably 500 places up for people looking to attain their sits. And when I told Coach Emmerich, my grand plan, just gave me this look and he's like, mate, please try and do a merit. And like, <laughs> and like, it just, it just focused my brain in a way that like, it just lit up something in my head that yeah. possibly didn't exist before. And I was like, he's just so right. Because yeah. obviously, I mean, get attaining six stars, however you do it, is a flipping feat. You know, you've traveled all around yeah. the world. You've, done nearly well, I was the match 150 miles uh, to, to attain those medals they weren't given to anybody right but uh, on his advice he's like right please aim for BQ so without making me sound ancient it, come January 2025 uh, my BQ will be 310 um, and at the minute that seems like such an impossibility that I it's, it's almost laughable like in a way but then I just have to reflect and think, okay, so Steve of eight years ago would not have believed that I was doing any of this, that I'd run a marathon. So why is it outside the realms of possibility to believe that in two or three years, if I really apply myself through running, that, that BQ isn't possible for me? You know, other people do it. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've been playing around with the idea of a, of a, of a Boston qualifier. Um, I think for I've got an, I've got another three and a half years maybe to get a three oh five. I think you're going to get to forty plus is when it goes three ten, isn't it? <laughs> you're, giving, you're giving my age away, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what a knobhead. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, I, I'll be looking at. It. I've, I had the same thing as you before. I think before I <clears throat> so before I done London this year. I only had London 22 to base sort of where I was at. And I had a chat with someone, uh, Craig, the runner, and he said, Your, the shape you go into these marathons sometimes only matters in a sense of you're ready at the start line. But yeah, the marathon won't respect what shape you're in at all. And what's no shape ever. So I only had that poor I, I say poor experience because i was disappointed in the, in the time you learn a lot 
I learned so much going into London 23 that I took off like two seconds shy of 35 minutes off, off the PB. And I was thinking, well, if I didn't cramp up in mile 21, then I could have been around about a, a 325, 330. So a 305 is not beyond the realms of possibility. You know, you stay healthy, you stay fit, you keep learning and don't rest on your laurels. So, yeah, I, I, hear, I hear what coach says because... It's achievable for it is achievable for everyone, really. For for yeah. especially for both, I would say both of yourselves. For so for uh, for yourself, Steve, with cramping, you know that you know yourself. It's just taking some salt sticks, changing yeah. your 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 nutrition, your your 100%. consumption, just that little bit. And for for, for yourself, Steve, as well as you're, yeah, you're coming up to the the change of time. But we all know people that have had like quite quite severe injuries. And been told that they might not be able to run again, or you're gonna have to take it easy. And they've gone and smashed a, a BQ. It's you get out what you put in, and I, you both have it well within you to do to do it. It's just about getting there and having the time to do it as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, my my dream is one day to be very proudly showing off that six star medal. And uh, I think 100%. some of it's like, no, it's that uh, none of us are professionals here. And it's, I guess, the standard of excellence in amateur running, if you can do that. And yeah. I'm under no illusions that I'm an excellent runner right now. And but I would like to be one and I'd like to do that for me. Just don't leave it too long because they might add another couple of marathons <laughs> and it'll be an eight star. Oh, <laughs> mate. I've seen, I've seen uh, was it South Africa or Australia and I was like, oh, South Africa, I've, I've heard that one as well. Yep. Oh my! Just make it worse. Add more to it. By the time you, by the end of it, it'd be worse than like Fast and Furious when you've got about a thousand films in the franchise. And you're thinking, right? No one's completing that now. It's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> awful films, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, like I said, I, I hear what Coach um, is saying because it's as you said. You pointed out, you know, even to get six stars is amazing, but there is a route for anyone that is financially able just to go and get them if that makes sense if you then say actually i run boston as someone who qualified for the time so i put the hard work in and now i'm going to go celebrate that and if that was your six star i mean that's ridiculous how cool is that you quality you get your six star from the event that you put the hard graft in and qualified to get into that area i think coach is perfectly spot on with that one you yeah. know what i mean it's, but perfectly spot on because the pride the pride you get from that go that's my boston medal and i qualified for that and you can walk around it while you've got as long as you go around the the, the cutoff time but you don't have to absolutely race that one either you can you can soak it up that would be your victory lap and you just go with it oh absolutely like yeah i'm, I'm totally with you boys and i know um but it was people like uh kirsty may who was bless it every post is still the boston and the six stars i'm like she is so proud of that and rightly so and that's someone who i'd like to emulate because she's worked hard through running and i think actually that's yeah uh, uh one day lads one day and it, and it will happen and one day at a time of, yeah absolutely absolutely <clears throat> okay so last question is um this is purposely put at the end because you know i didn't want it to get lost within with the chat so if you could give one piece of advice to anyone thinking of joining a social run but 
are nervous about doing so, what what would it be to that person? Okay, can I answer that in two parts, if you don't mind? Go for yeah, it. Uh, so the the first piece of advice, do it. Just like the Swish says, just do it. Yeah. Get that. Yeah, it's the first step in getting going, being brave. And I wish I regret, like so many people say, is not doing it sooner, earlier. Would my life have been fundamentally different? I don't know. Like I think, you know, as we said, all the different things that have happened to me and for me have just been in the plan, right? The universe's plan. But if you're on the fence about it and you have the the opportunity, wherever you may be listening to this, and you see a social run or you've always thought, well, maybe I should go down there. Yeah. And it's labeled as a running club and not an athletics club. Go. Yeah, absolutely go. And then I will offer some advice off the back of that, which may be helpful to people as well. And I'll try mm -hmm. and be fairly detailed. So a few caveats or helpful pieces of information, I would say, is make sure that the medium of which a lot of us operate these days is Instagram. So most of these running accounts, uh, even the brands, the, the brands and then not just your other local running clubs, um, Make sure you're dropping into the DMs and asking them some questions around things, stuff like, do they have changing? Do they have a backdrop? Do I need to bring water? Uh, stuff like, what's the pace going to be? Now, it might be worth people who are new to running, having a little research their end about what different, because I had no bloody clue about paces. I just would turn up a run and hope for the best and if I could keep up, <laughs> keep up. But that's not, like, that can be really dispiriting and I've yeah, been at places can, before where you turn up and you are left behind and that's just, you know, you've turned up for a community run not to fucking run solo, right? You've just done the complete opposite of what you hope to achieve. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, making sure you're engaging with the captains and what I mean by the, the, the captains, effectively the club leaders, the face of the brand, whoever responds to you on Instagram, ask them their name, things like that. You know, ask who the name is. Is it Sarah? Is it Dave? Is it somebody else behind these accounts? You know, uh, are there many people that go? Uh, they're all questions you can ask, like anything. Like you're just trying to ascertain what's what. Is it local to you? Does it work for you? Um, it's well, so I was thinking of. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like a, just yeah, ask lots of questions. Try a few of them. You know, consider it like dating, right? You're going out there. You have to kiss a few frogs before you find a prince. Like, there's going to be some clubs you go to that you don't vibe with, and that's okay because that club's probably not doing anything wrong. It's just not the right club for you. Uh, unless you know, and uh, one that you will find, you will find a home. You'll find people who are similar to you or someone to talk to. And when you're there, you know feel you know, I give people bloody lessons on mental health and teachings and such but one of the biggest things i've come to is, is like accept some of those feelings like it's okay to be nervous you know we spoke at the very start of this around uh, mo saying making new friends as adults through running it's really hard but once you get in the swing of it and you go back the next week and you see somebody oh i'll, I'll, I'll get their instagram details that's usually a fairly safe way to get people's numbers because they can block you, delete you or whatnot. Like it's not too weird to ask for that. And you say, oh, are you going back next week? Yes, I am. Okay. So that creates an accountability. It creates a friendly face. They'll ask, they'll say, oh, welcome back. And how's your week been? And always, and before you know it, you start looking forward to it. You know, you, I promise you, you'll start looking forward to it. And then it'll become like a destination in your calendar where you'll be saying to your friends or family, hey, I can't come out on a, a Thursday night. Like I've got, I've yeah. got a couple of 
friends of mine I go out drinking with on the Thursday occasionally. And I'm like, oh, guys, I can't do it this week, track and course on. Or guys, I can't do this because I've got yeah, I've got to go here, I've got to do there. Or like Saturday, sometimes I've chanced having a few beers on a Saturday night. But I know that Amrit counts on me on a Sunday morning to to get those miles done. You know, I've told him I'm going to be there. I'm going to take the people around. Like it creates an accountability, a responsibility for yourself uh, to go along. It's not just the pace of it, but turn up because people want to see you. People are interested and you'll make mates, you'll make friends. I've, got, yeah. I've made some amazing friends. I just spent the uh, Sunday just gone, myself and a couple of guys, Jerome and Nihal, we, we went from the clubhouse with a few others and it dwindled down eventually to just, just us. But we spent most of the day in London going between places we could drink soft drinks, alcoholic drinks, have an ice cream, have a beer, have a, some pancake. It was just chilling out. And like, yeah, it's uh, just, just bloody do it. Don't stop not doing it. Ask me where places are to go. And I can tell you a million that would be suitable for you. Um, ask your friends as well in the running community, like especially if you're an, an Instagram running account like and you're listening to this, don't be frightened. Take, like, you know, and, and equally, Gosh, talk about bloody tangent here. One thing I'm big on the community <laughs> is it is about like celebrating some of these places and people because some of your running coaches and leaders are yeah they alluded to earlier about the pain for to keep the lights on at the track. It's not a big profit. They're doing it because they want to, or maybe they're earning their coaching badges. And yeah, I mean that's not exactly a sinister motive to want to coach people to help them run. You know, there's nothing untoward in, in offering a session uh, a reasonable cost to do that. But like, make sure you celebrate if you have a good time. And if you haven't had a good time, be constructive or share that privately. That doesn't mean you excuse someone if there's been like really bad behavior somewhere or so. I mean, I've never experienced that once, fortunately. I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure there'll be a bad day at the office or someone I bump into or something occurs that, that causes a, a problem. But in the main, making sure you're celebrating them. I mean, it doesn't have to be just the brands because you know, they are what they are. But there's other places out there where it's just people like just us here who have gone out of the way, identified a need for a run club, have a passion for it, a love for it. You're in a very safe space in these places as well. They all speak your language. So when you sit there in your office and your colleagues look at you and they've got a fucking clue what you're talking about when you're saying, I did it next number of kilometers, the next pace. Uh, you come down to a running club, don't know exactly what you're banging on about. And you'll be sitting there talking about your trainers or where you want to go running or what your next race is. And it's, it just so gets true. you in that world. Yeah. It just gets you in that world. And like, and it's such a lovely, the running community is a lovely community. Like it's kind of, I don't know, it, it, it had to articulate it really succinctly, but it's just lovely. Just lovely. They're friendly faces. They're kind people. We're all got a shared interest. Like it's, it's you know, if there's going to be anything to get involved with, it's one of the most harmless things in the world in that space. So please do do it. Please do hit up everybody you need to. Ask me questions. Ask Steve and Steve questions. Ask the, your captain's questions and get down there. Spot on. I mean, when I turn up the track and call, I think I was the first person there and I, you know, Mo was, he was like, oh, hey man, how you doing? I was like, oh, hi. I didn't think he'd recognise me. He didn't make words a couple of times. And they, they really paid that attention to the people that are committing to come down. Um, and then was all chatting about the run, you know, all different walks of life in there, all different confident capabilities. Everyone was so open, honest and raw with the conversation because in these running clubs and these communities, we they've, they've created that that safe space where you can 
it's okay to say you didn't enjoy that run and being emotional about it but everyone's here to high five you hug you do you need help we have a chat you it's a place to get it out because oh, you know man. you do you do your run didn't you and your family like oh did it go all right and you go yeah you go, all right cool nice one anyway moving on and then you're thinking oh, I <laughs> yeah i didn't get to get the feeling out there i didn't i need people i need people that talk my language like you said to understand what i mean by i enjoyed the environment but i hated my run or i i could have performed better or any there of were some really those uh, have a, a moment to talk on the medal reflections but it's one oh. of the first times i've ever partaken in that and that's just something that track and core did after the hackney half where we got to bring the medal along and kind of talk about the race and you know, uh, there were some people in there. I was like, near to tears. Like I had like a tear in my eye. I was ready to go, and you just realise how much the, the privilege of running, or the comebacks, or what it's meant, or what they've had to fight to do, or what's going on in their lives, or you know, the community side of that. And it just touches people in ways that you can't even explain. And like for for me, when you're getting involved with the communities and you get to do something like that. Is just brilliant, and I know certainly uh, anytime I've got to help somebody, and I get some of the kindest messages through uh, people DM me and they put out in public, and uh, some of that I just don't deserve that. Like I'm not that great, and then it's it's just truly humbling to see that you've had such a positive impact on the world. The world, you know, let's be honest about it. The world's fucking shit most of the time. They're worried about AI is going to self destruct. Russia's going to blow us up. You know, there's famine. <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's pretty fucking bleak out there. It's something as simple as putting one foot in front of the other and bring people so much joy. It just perplexes me that the world isn't built around running. No, and then. And then the flip side of that, at the end of the session, someone had a new pair of hockers. It was like, oh, hockers. And it was like, <laughs> like, it's like a magpie around a, a plate of silver. Oh, mate. It's, it's, it's one of those, they say running's a cheap hobby, but it's not. I, I can tell you those, uh, some of the, the, the bits I've earned from Tracksmith have been sweating blood through miles on, on bus runs and pissing down. Oh, mate. Freezing cold mornings where I thought I could just stay in bed and have a a bowl of porridge a cup of tea and go back to bed and yeah you're out there you're smiling you're getting it done yeah. and yeah we're, we're very lucky to have the social running community i i am a big advocate for it and make sure you sign post it look out for it oh 100 percent, mate i've um i've enjoyed this episode i know i know my my co-steve he would have as well um obviously no, certainly i have i've tried to stay a little bit quieter than usual because I've, I've really enjoyed listening to it and I think I think I you're gonna I, I know exactly what you're gonna say, Steve, and I'll say it as well. We I've enjoyed that so much. I know Steve's enjoyed that so much. We want to know more, so we're definitely gonna have you back oh, on. He's coming Steve. back on. He's coming back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You don't even get a choice actually. You're nah. you're coming back on, whether you like it or not. Well, gents, it'd be an absolute privilege. I've, I've, yeah, I've loved talking to you guys. Thanks for listening to me and all those people out there listening to me wittering on about running. Like, God, oh, what a luxury to have this platform and this voice. Oh, right. Uh, thank you. No, more than welcome, dude. And um, yeah, we'll we'll share this out massively to everyone. Everyone to give you a, a follow for the the super super good vibes. Um, to know what's happening and where it's happening, and you can pop along even though even people that you know don't live in london and they're, they're down in london for work potentially or, or anything like that they go oh they said there was a run club on a tuesday just around the corner from here let me pop along and see what it's like so it's it's open to everyone 
So my, my DMs are open. Ask the question. For the next time, this is something that was actually suggested. <laughs> Neither Steve nor I kind of knew you well <laughs> enough to know exactly what, A, how we would do it, but B, how well received it would be. Now, for your next episode, Gies <laughs> um, is one of the runners in Edinburgh. She suggested we do a, a kind of shag marry avoid but running related and both myself and steve are going how, oh, what a, does that look like? how will that start and b we're not sure if steve if steve would be up for that but i think if we got it right i think i think we could make it out would you rather rather than a shag marry avoid yeah definitely yeah, yeah. i'd play would that you game. rather <laughs> yeah i could uh, just chat game for anything Okay, I'm, funny. I don't, I'm not sure how the first one works. Though. These vapor flies, shag Mary or avoid. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Mate, don't don't get me started on the swish. That'll be a, that's definitely a cliffhanger for another yeah, time. I'm glad I'm glad you went with shoes because I'm in my head going, which of the goats would you shag Mary avoid? El Kipchoge, um, Gadber Selassie, oh. or something. I can't think of a third one there. But... Wow! Wow! Yeah, well... <laughs> See. We're, we're on in that respect, we're quite far apart, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but on that, on that note, uh, <laughs> I think uh, we'll 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 end it there and save the rest for for another time, man. Yeah. Um, let you really get into those IB for chilled moments and or or panic pack one of the two. Yeah, just a, a quick one to say a huge thank you. Uh, I am very, very blessed. We spoke a lot about community, but everybody is really kind to me and that makes more of a difference than they probably even realise. Um, so, yeah, super grateful to all my friends listening to this and to you guys for having me on. Thank you very much. No, mate. Thank you, Appreciate you for coming on. Awesome. I was, that was really good. Now, I, we already mentioned this before the, the interview came in. Uh, we recorded it yesterday because, as mentioned in the interview, Steve runs LDN. He's going on a stag do. He's going on uh, a bit of a rave to Bitha, as you've been calling it, Steve. Uh, Bitha. Bitha. Uh, go Bitha. Bitha. <laughs> yeah. Might as well go pop down to Shagaloof when you're there. <laughs> Shag Shagamuff, as I know. As I love <laughs> Oh, this pod's going left again. <laughs> yeah, we're hitting the big E button. Um, yeah, no, that was really good. And as, like I said beforehand, I could have just, I could have got a nice warm cup of hot chocolate or tea and just listened to Steve chat. And it was, it, I, I was, we were both a bit unsure. Like we mentioned at the end of that, that interview there, we were unsure on, on exactly how Steve would take things, but he's just, he's just like one, he's just like me and you. He's just really I chill. Also and... think, I also think me and you had very different ideas of what it would mean. <laughs> very, <laughs> very different. A very different reason. Equally as disturbing, however. Oh, I was trying, I was trying to think on the fly there and yeah, it came out really bad, didn't it? <laughs> really? I was like, okay, this has gone very left. I mean, you were talking about shoes. I'm thinking that's a foot fetish and a half. <laughs> 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 oh, but I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't have, we couldn't have a finale to what both myself and Steve feel has been a, a fantastic uh, first season without having a fantastic guest first and foremost, who's massive, as uh, massive in encouraging the community of not only London-based runners but runners across the Instagram platform and beyond. 
Um, but we, we couldn't we could not have a season finale without toasting it with a giveaway. So we've been really, really um pushing to get some some prizes and, and get a get a prize package. And yeah, our friends over at the Loch Ness 24 have come through, our friends at Runner have come through, and our friends at Trainer Armor have come through. And actually, Runner, they're going to be on the show in the future. Trainer Armor are going to be in the show in the future, and so are the 24 crew. But Runner are on the What the Fartlick podcast to this week. So that came out when this comes out. It came out yesterday, so it came out on Thursday. Give that a listen. I, I'm so looking forward to listening to that myself, um, but I am also looking forward to having them on and chatting away to them but to get into it we have a giveaway you're all wanting to know what it is what we're giving away and how to get involved and to celebrate the success of the podcast first season now you can tell i'm reading a script here now we have teamed up with the loch ness 24 to celebrate a fantastic to celebrate no to run a fantastic giveaway and celebrate the season so the legends at the 24 are kindly giving one lucky winner a solo or team entry to this year's fantastic event now i was talking about the cult before we went to the interview because a lot of our listeners might be thinking i don't want to do it solo if i win i want to join a team but i don't know anyone that's going you can join us you can join the who dropped the dibber team there's also teams coming from edinburgh there's other teams you can join there's plenty of people that will kindly accept you into their little cults um but definitely we will we have we have six teams currently five or six teams currently no five teams we're almost at the point of six so we will take you in we will show you the love we will give you all the encouragement and support that you need um but in addition to the event entry the superstars at runner and trainer armor have added to the prize package runner are chucking in an eco tech top and a runny hat now i've i've got both already uh, a lot of people that follow me would know what the eco tech top is it's the vest with the lovely uh, runner logo on it and you'll get it in any color any size and what will happen is we'll either send the the price package out to whoever it is uh, that wins it or uh, ideally if the person can actually make the event all going well we would hand it over to you. We would get your sizes. We would get it sent to us and we'll hand it over so we can get some nice um, pictures and, and get to meet whoever it is that wins. As I say, Trainer Armour have already sent over five pairs. So it's not only their their toe protectors, their toe hole protectors, preventers, but also their heel protectors. So they've sent over five sets. So we're going to put two sets into the, the main prize package. And then we have three pairs, three sets to give away to, to other random entrants um, who might not win the main package, just to kind of share the love a little bit. So with with myself being a massive favorite, uh, fan favorite of both the runner and trainer armor, I, I use both and also uh, a big supporter of the Loch Ness 24 event. I can't, oh, I can't, Steve, can't, we can't emphasize enough how amazing this prize package is and one that is currently in excess of £100. Now, if you look up how much an entry to the Loch Ness 24 is, you, you're you're really lucking out here. They're doing us a solid by giving us this entry. 
to be in with a chance of winning. We'll do that first and then we'll cover some terms and conditions. But first and foremost, number one, step one is you have to follow. Now this will all be covered in our socials, but first and foremost, you need to follow the podcast page. So that's at the point 99 podcast, but you also need to follow at Loch Ness 24 on Instagram, both of our Instagram pages. Secondly, we would like you to like the Instagram post when it comes out later today. Uh, so that's Friday the 2nd for anyone listening later. The contest will run for a few weeks, so we'll cover the, the closing date. So if you are listening back a little bit later, there's still time getting on it. If you're listening a year later, you've missed out. Um, step three, you have to tag two friends in the comments. And we're also going to throw in two bonus entries. Sorry, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. No, it's right. My, my Wi-Fi dropped out. I do apologize, guys. Carry oh, on. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're throwing in two bonus entries. Uh, so you don't have to do these. They will just slightly increase your chances of, of winning. Won't be much. It'll be just a small percentage. Um, but bonus entry one is if you follow the at runner and the at trainer armor Instagram pages, you'll bag your first bonus entry. And then for your second bonus entry, if you follow both myself and Steve, and I'm Mr. Underscore Steve underscore runs and London Steve is at Runnerman Steve. So you'll get two bonus entries. If you do both of those, you don't have to do both. You can do one or the other. You can do both. You can do neither. You're still going to be in with a chance of winning, whether you just do the first three parts or whether you do the additionals. Um, but entries close at midnight on the 29th of June with one lucky winner being selected at random. Now, hopefully we'll do it on Instagram Live so you can all see it. Um, we'll we'll publicize it, we'll film it, we'll make sure that's all above board and everyone can see we're gonna make it as transparent as possible. But the winner will be announced or select, selected and announced on Friday the 30th of June. And it will be announced, as I say, on our Instagram page. Terms and conditions, the boring stuff, and you'll be able to tell I'm reading this directly off the phone to get it absolutely spot on. We allow only one account entry per person. You must follow at least uh, follow three of the primary steps to be eligible for the competition. The Loch Ness 24 entry is only valid for the 2023 event and cannot be deferred or transferred. The winner must be over the age of 16 to be eligible to take part in the Loch Ness 24. At the Point 99 podcast is the only account that will contact you regarding the giveaway. Any other accounts claiming you have won should be considered fake and reported. Please do not respond to any suspicious accounts claiming you have won. Finally, Mr. Steve is a nerd and we'll be checking all the terms and conditions have been met by the winner. Any deviation from the rules may result in a new winner being selected. We will, however, remain transparent with all aspects of the giveaway. If you have a question, please feel free to welcome... Or feel free feel free to welcome John. I got to the end. You, you know did. what? Feel free you to did. DM us. Yeah, if you want to, if you if you have a question, DM us. You can DM, DM the page. You can there DM Steve. You can DM me. And <laughs> um, finally, on that one, because Steve did a great job. It took him a oh. couple of times. It's taken us a couple of times to record a lot of this episode. A lot of this. Um, but 
uh, for the Loch Ness 24 entry, it is, it is the entry that includes the camping cover, uh, it includes the medal that you're going to get, includes the everything that the standard entry would give you. You still have to supply your own camping equipment and get uh, make your own way to the event. You are just getting what you would standardly get with, a, with, with an entry if you, if you bought it yourself. Um, but we can only wish everyone the best of luck. As we say, you've got a good old few weeks to, to get involved. And maybe, just maybe, we might be making a reappearance for season two around about a similar time. We haven't had a discussion on that yet, but we're going to take a few weeks off. Finally, though, so we're going to come to come to the end of the episode because it has been a big old monster. I know this is going to be an excessive it's two a, hours. It's a monster. If you stick, if you've got to this point in the podcast, I salute you. Well, that's why I've put the giveaway at the end, so people have to stick or they have to skip. <laughs> they skip through it. I hope they haven't. I hope they've listened to it all. To be um, fair, if, if, if they do skip across, you're going to miss a fantastic interview is all I'm saying. Yeah, I would say go, if you have skipped, go back and listen to it. We haven't hidden any. I was I was thinking originally about hiding some some sneaky little buzzwords that they had to catch throughout the episode and not tell them what time it was at to make sure, but <laughs> make a sentence out of it. But I thought that's mean. We'll maybe do that in the future. Um, we we have had a fantastic it's a fantastic first season both myself and steve have loved it i mean it has gone by in a blink of an eye but it's been we for 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 for, for a pair that have been putting out podcasts every other week and listening back it, it was so ropey to begin with and even now yeah we're still reading a little bit from a script because there's a certain amount of preparation that goes into before we record not only that but then we have to we have to edit it we have to get all the graphics done and get everything out it, it's come on leaps and bounds and everyone's been so supportive and it, it's just gone it's gone from strength to strength with the support and we can't thank everyone enough um there is a potential in a couple of weeks time we may have a bonus episode it won't be necessarily both myself and steve but um we're gonna have a look and it'll be a recap episode so it might just be sound bites from across the uh, the season, from the ten episodes mashed together, our best bits um, and our funniest bits. We'll see. We might not do it. Don't hold your breath, but hopefully we can get something out there. When we're coming back, however, time will tell. We'll have to have a discussion, and um, hopefully it won't be too long. We have a busy old summer. Steve got a, Steve's got a toe to to fix and then he's got a summer of speed to get on with oh, yeah i was oh man i thought i'd be by this week up into the sort of 28 to 35 mile bracket really getting that all those easy miles in sort of and then you know some speed in there but you know it is what it is uh my my performance once the tote has been sorted will be elevated because i'll be running with others every thursday so yeah, it's I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, do you? So you've got a busy old time of that. I mean, I think yeah, you're right. Your 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 endurance is going to come on, but with endurance, long, the longer you run, um, the further you go, the faster you're going to get on your on your short runs. So we're going to see your five k and ten k times tumble over the summer. Uh, for me. <laughs> I have a busy old time next week of a, a family wedding, which I've I've got oh so many jobs to do at it, so it it, it couldn't come any sooner. Work's gonna get hectic. 
I've got the 24 to prepare for. We've got sponsors already getting sorted, but other sponsors to look at. I've got outfits to sort. I've got um, trophies to make. I've got yeah. a lot to do. And I don't have to do it. I'm just doing it because I want to show the love to the team. And this is why whoever wins should consider to join us because I'm, I'm trying to go above and beyond to make everyone feel welcome just like the crew did for me at the weekend um so all going well hopefully i can get a recap episode out and uh, but in the meantime um if you're looking for something to listen to there the, the what the fartlet guys are early on in their season they're out every thursday well worth a listen if you haven't before they are fantastic so so funny as well so so funny and i feel so, i always so feel so funny. sorry for poor matt but at the same time some of the stuff he comes out with i'm not surprised they have a go at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant it's it's you know it it just makes you laugh you get great great people on there and they've got such a way with getting the person they're interviewing or their guests however you however you want to you know, categorize the person they're talking to, but they they do such a great job of getting that 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 brilliant information out of them. That yeah, Rob does a great it, job, it, but it it just rolls off. But it's hilarious. Yeah, I, and I, I'm pretty sure they had they 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 use a, a kind of form of script as well. But no, Rob, Rob and the guys they do a fantastic job. So if you're looking for something to listen to and you don't already listen to them tune in to the what the fartlek podcast and they were great for us at the beginning as well they they put a a, a mid episode advert in for us and we can't thank them enough for the support that they've shown us and they showed to everyone they showed to ryan and i'm not sure how many episodes ryan's got left or if he's if he's broken up yet um for his for his um his little break but if you aren't listening to the press play and run podcast why not get get listening to ryan yeah, I, I, have, I have noticed his episode isn't doing nearly as well as uh, our, the next share I'm going to have. So Emily and Hannah, who now have the Adventure Blether podcast, their episode is top of our an analytics just now. Ryan's is, <laughs> is not anywhere near. I mean, he's not got nearly as many fans as the girls have got. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't want to listen to us, one of the two. Um, but yeah listen to the press play and run podcast even if you've not listened listen back because i'd say ryan might be on his break he might be coming up to his break as well and he is well deserving of it because he's been doing that himself hammering stuff out um adventure blether they've just started i haven't actually had the opportunity to listen to the girls yet they've got their second episode just coming out i need to listen to the first episode and it's it's, it's just because i haven't had long runs because my my injury issue I, I haven't been running i've been training someone i haven't had my my shocks on so i'm going to get stuck into catching up on a lot of these as well and um, and then we've got 40 runs as well which is steve's joined the online crew funny enough steve actually mid edinburgh i even early on in the mar in marathon i saw a 40 run crew um t-shirt and i was like oh, there's one he's massive I, I remember seeing 40 runs apparel um, before I knew what 40 runs were. And it's really funny because the first time I saw uh, Chris, who is, you know, Chris Ford, yeah. um, when I actually saw him on YouTube and Instagram, I was like, I saw you on the DLR after the big half last year. <laughs> and I remember him. 
And I remember looking and thinking, he's very, you know, I've got a way with faces. I remember faces very easily. Maybe it's the police work I've done before, the job I do currently. I, I, I see a face and I remember it. Um, and I was like, I saw you on the train. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is you. So, yeah, great, great crew to follow. Great podcast Monday. And he does a, a one on a Monday live, just him talking about tech gear, you know, trainers people ask questions in the comments he answers it what's the best everyday trainer so you get a lot of tech advice from there and then friday they have like four of them and they just go through um just have the banner different topics might have so yeah it's fantastic i mean there, there's there's so much to get stuck into um you can still message us we're still going to be about and uh, as is hopefully everyone gets stuck into this giveaway but we won't be won't be gone for long and i would say that one of our biggest fans she admitted to having not listened to us for for, for much recently, and she was the name big ab- name, name of shame. shame. All, all I'll say is she wanted us Laura. to record every week. Yeah, exactly. You know but, what? I'm not surprised because this girl adventures. Oh, like I, I no was going to say I was not jealous one bit of Mon- her weekend. When she was in Monaco. I, oh, my God. I know. I'm a massive F1 fan, and... Oh, so am I. I'm a oh Mercedes fan. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, you're a glory I'm seeker. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, when I, when, when Lewis Hamilton moved over to from McLaren to Mercedes, we've gone off topic here, but when he yeah. went there, <laughs> they weren't the team really because they hadn't really achieved much in that time. I think it's when Toto Wolff came over. So I'm thankful I was there from the beginning of Lewis Hamilton moving over. Before then, I weren't. It's a bit like football i i well, i went to i follow um mercedes because of lewis hamilton and now I'm stuck there same way reason i, mean, I watch ufc is because of conor mcgregor at, at least so. with hamilton it's it's national pride for you i was always a big uh big uh, david coulthard and paul de resta fan um i cannot stand paul de resta that game <laughs> got to his shoulder. It's not even funny. It's so bloody obvious he can't but, stand lewis the uh go go going there uh, going back to uh <laughs> back to back to the topic um yeah now nah, she's she's been adventuring but she's got a bit of catching up to do but she has been out running it's been good to see her back out running um her her runs are looking strong uh, i think yeah. a break does everyone all the best all, all, all a great it does great for everyone so um her bit of adventuring in paris and beyond is is, is hopefully gonna help her times tumble um but i i certainly I, i've done enough shout outs this week steve are you want to do any shout outs before we before we say uh, good, goodbye be, for a little to while to be fair i think we were so shout out heavy yep. i think um we'll, we'll leave it at that <laughs> um although the only thing i shout out and people won't know because i'm not gonna i've not got all their account names you know is is the track and core team mm-hmm. it made me feel super super welcome they done the Hackney half. Nineteen of them done the Hackney half. Um, uh, I've never met a more supportive bunch. There was such a mix in there. We've alluded to it on in the in the pod in the interview we had with Steve. Super super great team. Um, so yeah, I guess I shout out to Track and Core. That's about it. And uh, and to reiterate what what Steve Runsland LDN said and what Steve's already said in the interview as well is, if you are in two minds at the moment, you're looking for people to run with. Get yourself down. I mean, you might be a little bit anxious about it. You might have uh, some reservations, but they're really nice people. Um, yeah. Just just go down, bite that bullet. You won't regret it. No, it's, all, all the running clubs communities want is when someone turns up, you are, you're open to, don't just turn up and 
not say anything. Go, yeah. go there. Just people. You think people don't want to hear about your life, but you'd be amazed at what support you can get from people because the clubs see you as a person first and a runner second. Simple as. So that's where we should do it. Um, I did have a little laugh to say about the Paul DeResta thing, by the way, because I thought, am I really ending <laughs> a, a second podcast in a row by potentially I... <laughs> a, a annoying some part of Scotland? I've done it with football. I saw Ryan's comment. He goes, you're a wee shite bag. <laughs> uh, Bob Burrells, uh, he said you were a great guy. That's why Bob Burrells said you were fantastic. So um, <laughs> I, we, we actually cut off a, a section at the end of that as well to do with American football. But before we get sidetracked anymore, it's been a monster episode. We'll reiterate that the, the giveaway, please get involved. The all the all the information that we've just regurgitated and like spat at you, it will be on a uh, post that will come out after the podcast episode has launched. So it will come out later today on the Friday. If you're listening later on, you've got until the 29th of June to get involved. Any any if you're listening after that, you've you've missed you've missed the boat. Um, but yeah, otherwise. Hope you have like a hope you have like no. I hope you have a fantastic uh, time while we're on a break. Uh, I know myself and Steve will try and enjoy a little bit of free time as much as possible. But as like we say, if you keep involved in the socials, we'll let you know when we're coming back bigger, better, stronger, and a little bit more competent at what we're doing. Hopefully, yep. That's you know. Absolutely perfect. Um, it's been a great season. Can't believe it's, you know, 20 weeks, episode 10, one every two weeks. So 20 weeks we've been doing this uh, is insane. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to season two. We have a little think whilst we're not doing it. And then um, yeah. hopefully you all join us for season two. Uh, do you want to do, do, do the toast end off? Do you want to think of something? Because I'm always rubbish at it. Do I want to think of something? Uh, don't run round your flat and break your toe on a clock. Um... <laughs> well, do with that. Don't, don't take Croc's name in, in vain, right? Yeah, there we Have go. Have a good one, guys. And we'll, you'll hear from us soon. Oh. <laughs>